0: Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I am Carl Hartley and I'm Max Peterson and man, you know, it is never not going to be awesome to get to say that. You know, when right. when you don't have the show for 3 months. Like look, I got to do it with Bird and I am right. I also got to do the show with Bird.
1: <gasps>
0: oh, we have fun. <laughs> Um, but no, I got to I got to do the show with Bird, and it was awesome. But like, man, there I tell you what, there is something special about doing this show with you, buddy. Thank you I missed it a lot. You. It's it's really really good to be back. I know you're a feeling it my, too.
2: A lot of my anxiety has magically gone away since we started doing the show again via Skype.
0: Boy, howdy, have we got an episode for you today? Let's the dive episode. right in. It's gonna Thanks. be probably a thicken. Um, and I think you and I are both we're both on the same page we oh, both yeah this, love is not this shit a widows out this, episode.
2: Right? this is like gonna be us just furiously masturbating all over this movie probably. I
0: mean, <laughs> it's quarantine times. I think I'm all masturbated out for a hot second <laughs> <laughs> I saw you taking a drink and I was like, I'm already in the joke so if he's
2: Ooh, revenge is a bitch, man now I if, know what it's like
0: <laughs> if he dies, he dies it's one of those <laughs> Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alright, so today we are talking about 2017's Get Out Directed by Jordan Peele starle- Starring, man, I didn't even look it up in between episodes Starring Danielle, Coo- I think it's Coulier I think that's how you say it starring- It's
2: not like Coulier, Like not like Dave Coulier
0: Not Dave Coulier, I think this is Danielle Coulia, Um, of Widows Which we just talked about Um, Also starring Allison, w- another big cast Another yeah. really good group of performances, man Everyone is... Is Babe Ruth into the outfield? In God, this- it's got my favorite B actor of all time. Which I one? Can never- well, uh, the dad. Let me. Oh yeah, let me know when you hear his name. Um, yep. I have no idea who it is, but I think it's Bradley Whitford. It's Bradley Whitford. I, you know, I could have said any male name, and we would have agreed. Nope.
2: No, no, it's Bradley because Whit- he's in Cabin Fever. He's one of okay. the, uh, not Cabin Fever, Cabin in the Woods. He's one of the techs working the. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. He's the. <laughs> oh my God, that is him. Yeah. Oh shit! What else is he in? He's in another movie where he plays a guy. Very anyway, I can't get bogged down. Um, nope. th- uh, also starring Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Caleb Landry Jones, Stephen Root, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Katherine Keener, Lil Ray Howery, Betty Gabriel, Marcus Henderson, and Erica Alexander. God damn! Is this a good movie? This this is yeah. like a. This is like a hard reset button for horror in the way that Hereditary is. I was thinking about this this morning, and I wanted You have watched a shitload of horror. I know it's kind of more my bag, but...
2: No, I mean, I love horror.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're... I
2: dipped out of it for a while, but I'm, I'm back in. Oh, yeah. Back in business, so baby.
0: you and I are both horror fans, and I was kind of thinking about Ari Aster and Jordan Peele in particular because we have been blown away by some of the shit that they've been doing lately. And what I... I wanted. I, I keep wanting to say like they redefine the genre. They redefine, but they're not, that's not what they're, they're doing because they they both live firmly in the house that is horror, the house that horror built. The opening
2: shot of this could be taken from the original Halloween. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: They they know the they're genre. love
2: letters to the genre is what they are, and they're perfectly written love letters to the genre. But
0: while adding to the genre, so the way yeah. that I I think I'm gonna here's what I here's the best I can do right now is rather than genre-redefining films or genre-redefining directors who are who are really reinvigorating horror in a way that isn't... I mean, I would say that some of the best films, the most compelling films of the last five years, have all been horror films. Mandy is, you know, like... There are directors out there who are like, you know what, this is a really in- interesting genre. I think that these directors are adding floors to horror. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? like. Yep. They're 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 reconstructing
2: floors that had been there, but forgotten, too, because this movie definitely I think if Alfred Hitchcock were to watch this flick, but like, that was quite a good movie. I, I enjoyed it.
0: I totally agree.
2: There's vertigo shit here. I mean, because Hitchcock was considered a horror director back in his time. Right. Psycho, vertigo, birds like there's some I mean, those are considered the the horrifying movies of their time. Right. Right. And a lot of the things a lot of the devices that he used in his in his movies Went away in, in. You get you get the shower scene a bunch. You take you 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 triple the amount of slasher and you take out the amazing shot composition and the building of tension and the character development. Right. For a long time, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, you have horror become slasher genre. Where I feel like now, with Ari Aster and Jordan Peele, we are bringing back that classic horror film. That 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 the uh, Hitchcock was was famous for. I
0: think one of the things I think Hitchcock is a really great ex, uh, a great example of this feel because I think what we're seeing a lot of uh, in Ari Aster and Jordan Peele is it, and the, very different films Hereditary and Get Out yeah. very different films but they both have a couple things that horror used to have and lost yep. I, I think in a lot of ways Psycho. Introduced us to like the bloody On screen murder and then Every slasher after that Was we got a photocopy of Psycho and it was you know um, Off the top of my like uh, Halloween or Maniac or one of those where they're like Mm -hmm. They still have that thing or don't go in the house which is A wildly Underappreciated horror film that's such a fucking Awesome flick Um, But like every slasher after that Is a photocopy of the slasher that came before Until you end up with Jason Takes Manhattan, or you know, like shit like that. Which love that it's film. Like but... Making
2: a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. the the three hundredth generation of that is totally.
0: I think, and this is going to sound dumb because it's it should be like the thing that you always go into a film with. But I think what what these directors, this this new wave of directors, is doing they're in they're reinvigorating this genre with good writing, which. You, it's shocking how bad the writing through like the 80s and 90s is, but they're bringing in good writing, compelling characters and actual like utilitarian technical excellence to the cinematography. Like they're they're actually trying to make the shit look good again, trying to find it's artful. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. But I think the thing that they've brought back that I've missed most from horror is dread. Jump scares are just like a penny, a bushel, man. Like, that's... And the
2: incredible thing is, they don't leave them out.
0: Yeah, they still use the jump scares. There's only a couple of them,
2: and each one of them work... Right, because, because there's only two of them,
0: and because they've earned them by setting you up with all of this genuine dread and they're anxiety complete with
2: an orchestra uh, with an orchestra sting, so they know that they're a jump scare. Oh
0: yeah, they're again, the- they're aware, like, they're aware of the tropes of the genre, and they're using them, but they're using them well. Yes, dude, it's like it's like rock and roll music is doing its thing, and then. Now Jimmy Page shows up all fucked up on Heroin and he's like taking us into Like the Mixolydian modes And shit like This is a these these films these Two in particular I think are Real high watermarks for horror and uh, I think filmmakers in General I think yeah Yeah. I think Based on um, based on this movie We're gonna we're gonna keep watching Jordan Peele and Ari flicks next month Just because they're so goddamn good Alright so we're gonna do this a little bit Differently this time because I was introduced to this film by A patron and good buddy of mine Ours Connor Sweeney mm-hmm. Shout out to Connor um, He uh, you weren't there You had to leave right Yep. Yeah so we were all hanging out one night And Carl had to get out of there he'd been I think it was Like you had fasted for like 27 days I or was, something. I was, on,
2: I was on like Hour 47 of a, my first 48 Hour fast
0: yeah so Carl was like I'm gonna go home before I'm unable to Drive a machine and we're yep. like okay yeah dude Bye bye and it was snowing like a motherfucker Yeah it was pretty pretty wild Um, and Bird and I Live closer so Bird and I kept hanging out And I think it was me and Bird and Connor all, And maybe yeah I think Hannah was there too and we All watched Get Out And it was dude it was like it was like the time When Connor introduced us to Mandy he's like You're gonna love this movie and you're like I've seen a lot Of <laughs> I've watched a lot of movies Man you know I'm sure this is gonna be fine And pretty good and stuff and then you watch it and you're like Fuck, Connor watches better movies than I do. <laughs> no shit.
2: That was my big takeaway. I'm like, Connor should be in charge of programming for measuring flicks.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, we gave David Rowney a month. We should probably just give the Sweenster a month, too. Be like, you know, between the two of them, they should just write our whole season that's, out for us. That's not a bad idea. Be like, uh, David, you get a month. Connor, you get a month. Carl and I have just, we basically we'll given take, up. We'll, we'll keep our birthday months because, you know, tradition. Got, yeah, yeah, you know. And then I'll go be like, Bird, pick my birthday month. I got nothing. <laughs> Um. So I, when we decided to do this movie um, When Bird and I decided to do this movie um, I reached out to Connor and I was like dude Look you introduced us to this And I, I can't have you on the show Like we did with Mandy um, I, I can barely have Carl on the show right now So here's what I want to do though I want you to be a felt presence in this episode So anything Just write me something Write me your thoughts on the movie Your take, notes, fun facts Anything you want Shoot me an email Give me a document I will read it on the show So that you can You know Have your place in this Because I would never would have discovered that I probably wouldn't have watched this movie For five more years I'd have gotten to it eventually But Connor forced my hand And now I'm a huge fucking Jordan Peele fan And I've yep. I've renewed faith in horror You know Like So I owe Connor a bit on this one So we have a document From Connor I'm gonna read it And then Carl and I Are gonna dive into our discussion Is how we're gonna do this So I I was you know I was like I bet I can do a Connor Sweeney impression, but I don't know if I could do it for two pages. It would pro- probably by the end of it, it would just be like, well, "I can't think of a more <laughs> just like it'd get real real squirrely real fast." I can do Connor for like short bursts, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, this is so here's Connor's thoughts on Get Out, which Connor loves this movie. Just get him on at some point, and he'll just tell you he'll talk to you for two hours. So here's Connor. The moment I finished watching Get Out for the first time, I knew I had seen something truly special and unlike anything I had seen before. There's a reason this debut film from Jordan Peele won Best Original Screenplay at the 2018 Oscars. There was no other choice, it's just an undeniable piece of work. The script is one of the most tightly plotted stories I have ever had the pleasure of watching, and I maintain that this is one of the rare films without an ounce of fat on it, not a single wasted moment. Everything has meaning and is related to something else And it all comes together in the end In an utterly satisfying way Just to name a few examples of things That a first time watcher wouldn't necessarily catch Until they've seen the complete film Some of these I caught myself And some I looked up So I'll run you down a bullet list that he's given me here These are This is mostly like the IMDB trivia type stuff Cool cool the opening song "Sikaliza Kwa Wahenga" is in Swahili, and the translation means "Brother, run! Listen to the elders. Listen to the truth. Run away. Save yourself." Those uh, are the lyrics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's one that Connor caught on his own. He was just like, "Oh yeah, sure. I know what those. I know those lyrics." Oh, by the way, before I go any further. If you haven't seen Get Out, remember we talked last week about Widows, how there's lots of twists and turns, and you really, really, really shouldn't know what's coming if you want to enjoy this flick? Pause now. Yeah. Get the fuck off of this show and go get watch out. Get Out. Yeah. And
2: watch Get Out.
0: Get out, spin Get Out, come back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll give you three seconds to stop. I'm not joking. If you're like doing the dishes, dry your hands, stop the episode, because Connor's going to spoil the whole movie for you in the following page and a half. All right, three. Two, one. All right. Rose stopped the cop from seeing Chris's license, not because she felt he was being unjust, but because she didn't want him to be identified when he went missing. Yep. the name Armitage is a nod To HP Lovecraft's The Dunwich right Horror away. Yeah me too I was like hey I know That name we, we play that game enough Oh yeah we <laughs> eat enough I've got, Lovecraft. And I have Armitage in my deck right now So I'm like right. oh yeah yeah he's one of my He's one of my uh, my uh, Backup characters excellent um, Lovecraft's he's a companion yeah he's yeah. one of my Companions I trade him out for the Cop like the beat cop every Fucking time because yep. man shit gets Hairy in Arkham Horror um so is a nod to H. P. Lovecraft's The Dunwich Horror One of the few Lovecraft stories In which the hero defeats the monster Quick pause Jumping out of Connor's letter This is something that I noted On this watch Which would be my second time seeing it the, the pacing And the feel And the vibe Of this movie Are very Lovecraft not, yeah. not necessarily in the cosmic horror sense Of like things far greater than Earth That don't care about humanity at all But in that Creeping, insidious, insinuating way—the way that you slowly lose yourself, the way that things are be- are inhabiting other people, and you can't creeping trust re- yet.
2: Yeah. Incredible input. It. Yeah,
0: so th- you can tell that Jordan Peel knows Lovecraft and has been influenced by the te- like the the tumbra of his stories. That creeping yep. dread is all over this movie. All right, back into Connor's letter. Dean Armitage mentions that the basement is sealed off due to black mold. The black people they abduct are being used as molds for the white people to enter as new bodies. All of Armitage's victims wear hats or wigs to cover their lobotomy scars. Dean tells the story of his dad losing to Jesse Owens at the Olympics and says he never got over it. Hence the reason he trains every night in his new body as Walter, attempting to beat Owens' record. That's why he's running. That's why he's oh, running. Fuck. Oh, you know what? Jumping out of Connor's notes again. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> um, that's another thing. Like an overall arching note about both Jordan Peele and Ari Aster. Not to, I'm, I don't want to lump them together, but they just happen to release bang in horror flicks, like one year after the other. That's another thing that they are that is starting to be reintroduced into horror, which I'm fucking loving. Which is surrealism, like. Stuff that's just like do you know the term high strangeness? Yeah, it's just stuff. That's just a little left of where it should be Why is
2: this guy suddenly sprinting towards me in the middle
0: of the night? Yeah, did There's what just a, Yep, dude in pitch blackness just running right at the camera, you know like that or in in hereditary just like surreal angles like mom appearing out of shadows and like swimming through the air yeah the click Anything that brings me closer to Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Like, there's a reason that Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's that shit is just not quite right, you know? I, I love adding that back in, and this movie does that really well. Jumping back into Connor's notes. Missy Armitage controls her subjects using a teacup and a silver spoon, the spoon being a metaphor for wealth and privilege, which is used to control those of lesser social standing. The deer is a metaphor for Chris's mother. I have a lot more on the deer than Connor does, but this is Connor's note. The deer is a metaphor for Chris's mother as he watches it die in the same way he watched her die, but his mo- which he didn't actually watch nope. her die. Nope. But he finds out that that's how she died. But his mother, quote, helps to save the day when Chris kills Dean with the mounted deer antlers. I disagree with this note. We'll come back to it. I think the deer mean more than that. Rose also dies in the same way As Chris's mother being hit by a car Um No she dies by being shot
2: She gets shot in the gut
0: Yeah Rose gets gut shot Speaking of deer Dean rants about how much he hates deer and bucks And how they are taking over the world A metaphor for the black race Black buck was a common slur Used in post-recreation America Toward black men I do also have a note about that Chris I actually have his whole monologue Written down Chris's cell phone (laughs) camera momentarily allowing Andre to Uh, regain control of his body. What's up? Are you good? Did I freeze?
2: Oh, I was losing you for a hot second there. Okay, you got me back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Chris's cell phone camera. Yeah, you're good now. Chris's cell phone camera momentarily allowing Andre to regain control of his body is a nod to the recent prevalence of cell phone recordings of police brutality toward Black people to expand on that briefly just because I I don't know if I have a note written down on it I was thinking about this more after I read Connor's note but like not only the 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 taking of the camera uh raises like the taking pictures of police brutality and and taking videos of it has brought this to the national stage in in real life not in the movie um right. and it's raised awareness of what's going on and in the movie it literally raises awareness to the point where black people it the, all of the black people are being who have white have people's their voice brains again. in their heads yeah they regain their voice they regain agency simply by being by being uh like captured on film by by their it by injustices being captured on film Gives them the agency to temporarily break back out of it I absolutely love that note And I hadn't thought of it till Connor pointed it out Back in A mind is a terrible thing to waste Is said in the Armitage video explaining their scheme And is also the slogan of the United Negro College Fund The guests for the party all arrive in black cars And hope to be leaving in black bodies The guests Mm. also hug the groundskeeper, Walter, as he is their friend and the actual host of the party. The bingo game is a modern-day slave auction. Rose, while eating cereal, separates the colored cereal from the white milk. Jeremy tells Chris that jiu-jitsu isn't about strength, but strategically thinking three steps ahead of one's opponent later Chris makes a note of Jeremy's repeated kicking of the door and uses that to stab him at the right moment in order to get through the door so he applies the lessons of jiu-jitsu and Finally back to Connor and my favorite one Chris while trapped and on his way to becoming a slave in his own body literally has to pick cotton from the chair to put in his ears To save his life fuck Yeah God damn it Connor had While we were watching The movie the first time It was the only moment Where Connor like Well actually he pointed out Some stuff as we were watching it Until I think Hannah was like Stop it Let them watch the movie Right Yeah he was doing that With
2: Mandy a little bit too That was
0: that one moment Where he's like He's like Guys, I just gotta say it. Did you notice? He's picking cotton. He's picking cotton out of the chair. This movie is a masterpiece. See there, that was my Connor Sweeney. It's not bad. It's pretty close. It's not bad. <laughs> it's, not, it's like
2: Connor doing Connor.
0: Yeah, it's like if Connor was doing a a Connor Peeney impression. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, uh, he's got one more paragraph. Uh, I'm sure there are other things I missed, but that's a pretty good list, and it just goes to show how much thought and care Jordan Peele put into his screenplay. I can't think of a more appropriate film for the times we are living in between the absolute epidemic of brutal police violence against the black community and the epidemic of, quote, woke white liberals desperately trying to self-flagellate themselves into understanding the ways in which black people have struggled for centuries. See Mr. Armitage's comment that he would have voted for Obama a third time if he could. It's worth noting that the original ending to the film had the actual police show up and arrest Chris, but Peele ultimately decided that it was too dark for audiences after the rash of police killings of black people over the past few years. The intended feeling is maintained, though, because the second you see the flash of the cop car's lights, when Chris is strangling Rose, you think it's over for him, because we all know what happens to a black man who even has the appearance of doing harm to a white woman in America. This film is a deft and essential commentary on today's society, and I honestly can't believe something so perfect got made. Love, Sween Peen Love Machine. Sween Peen Love Sween Machine. The Sween Peen Love Machine, dude. Um, Very well said, Mr. Sweeney. Yeah, so uh, you can send us an email at measuringflickspodcast at gmail.com. Carl and I are getting out of here. That's... Uh, that's pretty- <laughs> yep, that's the episode. We can't do it any better than that. I thought that was a good way to... Uh, I thought that was a good way to start because... Connor points out a lot of the uh, The little like trivia type stuff So that's all covered and we can just take it as red As we go through So let's start at the beginning And walk our way through this man Um, I love that opening Song run rabbit run It's It's got that vibe of like You know how Horror movies do some some horror movies Will do the thing where they show you something really horrifying And then they play like a children's nursery rhyme in the back
2: yeah, the Oh, see what we're doing? We
0: It's creepy uh, cuz this isn't the juxtaposition. Right. It's something fun while something horrible's happening. This works. Yep. This works better for me than that because it also re, like by the time you get to the end of the movie and you realize what's going on, you're like, "Oh, this is the this is the Dean Armitage. This is the brother." Yep. So, so, this is the brother out hunting. This guy is prey and we're listening to Run Rabbit Run, which yeah, is both, already- both the
2: kids are hunters and they have different different ways and methods to bring
0: what was your so this was your first watch right so what was your initial response to the girlfriend rose because i have notes about rose but i want i want a fresh take because mine is predicated on having seen it twice
2: right well yeah. I felt, well, I I didn't think she was in on it until the very end, so the movie got me. I thought that she was legitimately into this guy, and she was super fucking cool, like progressive. Like, this is how you be a white person. Right. Right? Like, doing it correctly, not being, like, virtuous and virtue signaling, just being a good person and genuinely caring for her boyfriend. Yeah. And saying, it'll be fine. Come home. If they're shitty, we'll leave. Like, And then... And then, like, and up until the very end, the keys. With the
0: keys. Yeah, even I'm like, is she being brainwashed too? Yeah, it's the pictures in the box that makes me start to wonder. But, but I start to wonder. But then I'm questioning that
2: too. I'm like, well, if mom can hypnotize yeah, anyone, maybe be- she, maybe it's just the parents that are in on the shit, and the kids are getting fucked with too. Like, I think who she knows? does
0: have both kids uh, hypnotized because when she tells Jeremy, that's the son. Uh, oh, she they, tells, they they both are. When she tells Jeremy to stop She's like Jeremy He just like He like freezes And then he looks at her And he goes I was not going to hurt him And then leaves yep. the room They're both
2: they're, they're both programmed For certain things Everyone's got
0: the-, the dog whistle frequency In their brain for Oh definitely. yeah Um, I, I thought that was fascinating The first time I saw this I was right there with you I'm like Dude this girl He's got to get his girlfriend Out of there Oh shit Her family's yep. crazy And I wonder what it means I wonder what it means that all the way through the movie, we feel like this is it. Oh, she's a she's an ally. What this is like? Like you just said, like this, this is white how,
2: woman couldn't possibly be a bad person,
0: right? Or like like oh, look at she's standing up for it. It makes you question the motives. It makes you mm-hmm. all of the all these behaviors that we see and applaud. You kind of have to give them a second pass after you watch this movie because you're like she she was she was doing everything right, and then we find out at the end that. At her core, it, this is all just like this elaborate ploy to keep black people subjugated. To keep, in a way, like keep black people subjugated. Her family literally has slaves. This is like the most intense form of slavery ever. It's
2: yep. it's well, wild. Yeah, you that you're taking their body literally. Yeah. Like.
0: So, so this is one. Actually, it is. It's a. It is a perfect metaphor for the removal of agency. Is what it is. You have no agency left. You you don't even have your own brain. Um, my that was the one thing I noticed about this movie is watching it a second time doesn't work quite as well as the first time because right out the gate you hate the girlfriend. Yep. there's, there's like, m- Fuck you. Yeah. There's, there's no way around it, man. When I see, when you see her like looking over the pastries, like, mm, what pastry am I gonna get? You're like, fuck you. When she comes over and she's like, and she's doing the cute girlfriend thing. I remember liking her as a character. Yeah. But once you see the movie, I kind
2: of adored her actually. Yeah. Like the two of them together. Like right. there's a lot of. Yeah.
0: They seem like a good couple. You're way into her. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. She's so great. But then the second time you watch the movie, you're like, don't fall for it. Don't get in the car. No shit. Yep. Um, you you notice more of the like the trivia bits. But that is one thing about this movie where on repeated watchings you're not you can't ever experience a first watch of this ever again. It's one of No, those, that's cr- yeah. You know, um you pick up a lot more stuff too where she, when he asks like do they know that I'm black? And she's like, "Well, no, you know. Um you know, no they don't know, but they're not going to care. They are not racist." And right before that, she says that he is the first black guy she's ever dated. And That seems like, you know, such a... The first time you see it, you're like, Oh, yeah, good, right on, cool. And you just take it at face value. And then when you see the box and you realize that that's probably something she said to all of the black people that she's dated in order to get them back to her house.
2: Uh So we very quickly... Go from their established relationship to them driving to the parents' house.
0: Right, it's the meet the parents thing. To
2: meet the parents, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like, guess who's coming to dinner? Only worse
1: (laughs) because it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just, I'm
2: I'm full up. But at this point, still like,
0: because they they hit a deer. Yeah, on the way, upstate New York, deer that are like 21 pounds. Yeah no it looked like did they hit a bird? Yeah it's like oh man they hit a turkey a
2: squirrel what the right. fuck and then it's like oh no they hit a deer. Okay. But um but yeah so that's where we get that whole the interaction with um with with her and the police and right. the police officer asking him for his ID. He's like let me see your license. He's like well I got a state ID and he's happy to show it cuz That's what you do if you don't want to get in trouble. and
0: Yeah, that's that. She stands up for him. That's a note that I think is important, too, is he immediately, he's like, no problem at all, officer. Let me just get my papers, and I'm going to go slow, and here's my hands. Like, the way that he reacts to that is like, I'm not going to make any. And he's
2: very submissive about it. His posture is very like, yes, sir. That's, yeah. yeah. Keeps his
0: head down, He Dude, we talked about it with Widows, but Daniel Kulia is such a fucking amazing actor. He's got that body language thing figured out. And I think that's a lot of times the hardest or the least convincing part of performance is you don't believe the body, you know? And man, like him, these two back-to-back are great. His posture, that like real like hips forward, kind of like you know like like little ticks and twitches as the bad guy in widows and then him here night and day it's incredible yeah, incredible um i i had a note about the the cop thing cuz he's really just taking an accident report from her yeah he even says like next time just call the DNR you don't have to call the cops and yet the next thing is like can i see your license and he, he really is like, you know, he does technically have the the right to ask for identification during any traffic incident like that's mm-hmm. a thing. But he's there's no reason for him to do this. He wouldn't have done this if it's true, like it, he wouldn't have done nope. this if, uh, if you know. Because it's a DNR call in the first place. Yeah.
2: He just stated it.
0: Yeah. He's like, yeah, we don't even really need cops for this. Just but call uh, animal
2: control. It's you, fine. You
0: black man. Give me her ID, and she stands up for him. And it's it is. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, "Fuck yeah, standing up for your boyfriend and
2: using your privilege to." Yeah,
0: using your privilege to shield Chris from this injustice. But on second watch, this was like watching a wolf and a coyote fight over a rabbit, where the cop is like, "All right, somebody weak that I might be able to take in," and she's like, "Oh no, no, no." no, no, no! I'm a bigger predator than you are. This one's
2: mine, dude. That's
0: a, that's what that argument is. A hundred percent. It's like, mm-mm, no. It's so dirty, man. It's kind of stomach-churning. Like, but that's one of the things that a second watch you have like new perspectives and scenes read totally differently. And it's the, like
2: it's Kaiser Sauce the whole fucking time,
0: <laughs> dude. It's like a family of Kaiser Sausages. Yep. Although, to be honest, I think of all the people who are the most Overtly insidious And maybe this is just the second watch thing But of the family members Which of them creeped you out the most Right out the gate Because I know my answer Yeah Yeah okay me too Me too Mom is immediately creepy
2: Well one hypnosis freaks me out And she just looks like a witch Like There's some dirty magic going on with her And I She just sense That she's a, a fucking predator
0: Yeah She it in her eyes there's something and dad is a Bradley
2: whitford for me it's like i can't see past goofy dude from oh he's uh, uh i think that he was in the west wing like he's like he's that guy always for me okay like or any other goofy... He's goofy
0: in like, Cabin in the Woods, too.
2: Yes, he's, he is. He's funny. So I can't, I can't get past Bradley Whitford. Like, she's been in some goofy things like 40-Year-Old Virgin where she plays um, the girlfriend.
0: Yeah, she, I or recognize the one she her put. face. Yeah,
2: she's the eBay. <laughs> she sells eBay, but from a store. Yeah, she's a storefront eBay. can buy from girl. the store because you gotta <laughs> buy it on eBay. Right. Guys want the boots here. Why can't I just buy the boots? Because you gotta buy them on eBay. Anyway, um... <laughs> But man, uh, she it's creeped me out legitimately. Like when she's hypnotizing him the can first we, time. Can you, we save sorry. the
0: hypnotism scene? Yeah, we sure can. We got it because, dude, because dude, the hypnotism scene, girl. I I thought I thought I was going down. For I a was minute. like, this morning had a cup of coffee, sunshine coming in the windows, and I'm like, oh, I can't. I gotta skip this. I gotta skip past this, dude. Legi- yeah. Like. Oh, okay, we got to save it though. We can't talk about it. No, um, mom for 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 real freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, she's she's the most unsettling of them from the beginning. Dad is just uncomfortable. Mom yeah. is actually kind of scary. Awkward. Yeah. And and I almost feel like with dad the awkwardness is a mask because this is how middle-aged white dads are who are like woke I'm I mean,
2: hip I like the colored people That's uh, Black yeah.
0: people Yeah that's the uh, thing
2: People of color Where he keeps He <laughs> keeps
0: don't... calling him my man You know Like
2: yep. Like and, saying bro Like It's the equivalent to that Yeah it's, What's up bro
0: But it's like Man that's the That's the creepiest thing to me Is cause when you watch it again You realize that He's playing The Uncomfortably Not racist Woke white middle aged guy Cause that's yep. not who he is But this is a, all a pose All this like you know, uh, it's such a privilege to get to experience someone's culture, you know, someone else's culture. And, my, you know what, my man, What? Yeah, I bet you hit a mean, but like all of that shit. What sports are you in? Yeah. All of that shit is just this is what I'm expected to be because yep. Chris is expecting to come and be uncomfortable. So they have to make him feel a little uncomfortable or he's going to see through it. If they're too chill, he won't trust it.
2: No, he's like something is wrong because you should be a little like I've seen the movie.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like why aren't you guys a little more like uncomfortably racist and trying not to be racist like that? Right. This is this is all part of the honeypot, man. It's yep. fucked up. On this on second watch, you're like ah, you're- like oh they're charming. I can't be
2: offended because they're trying. They're rich white people that are trying. Right.
0: But how many times have they but, put on the pose of trying? Oh, yeah. dude,
2: it's yeah, dude. Oh my god.
0: Okay. Um. I can't let some cinematography stuff go here because that's another place that this is this really executes the meeting of the family. I love the ch- how we meet the family because they pull up, you know, after the incident with the cop, we pull up and um, we
2: stay at the gate, man. We're like 300 yards away from the fr- the front door the entire time they're meeting.
0: yeah, we're we're actually kind of standing out like in the field near Walter. Mm-hmm. yeah Walter slash grandpa. Oh haunting. Um, but the the choice to show the meeting of of uh, you know we're we're meeting Chris uh, Rose's black boyfriend like that's how this is this is set up coming in we see that meeting in a wide shot in the and in the same way that Steve McQueen chooses to keep the camera outside the car because really the the t- conversation is not important seeing the city is important mm-hmm. this first meeting we're not going to establish anything we've seen the awkward like hey how are you how was the drive. Oh, yeah. get my, in here. We're huggers. My name's Ted. Hug me. That's all boring. We've seen that a bajillion times. But putting it in the framework of opulence really adds some weight to what we're seeing here. Like the choice to show a house, this opulent country house, clearly a multi-million dollar property with uh plantation style columns on the porch. Mm-hmm. And dude, there is something about those four black um, rocking chairs That is so unsettling to me I don't know what it is I tried to like sit and look at the image And figure out why they were creeping me out So bad they alternate with one Face is left one face is right Skip okay. one face is left one face is right I think it's partly because they don't Match the color scheme Because no, they, all the... the the columns are White but the rocking chairs are black And like those there there's something Off about them they creep me the fuck out But I thought that that was really, um, I thought that was really interesting. The choice to just show like, hey, everyone's pretending like we're getting together, but look at their, look at this weird plantation mansion. And then we also zoom back to get Walter's shoulder and head as he watches Chris enter the house. And shout out to the costuming. All of the all the black characters in this who aren't like all of the the black characters who are secretly that are white people. Yeah, all the secret <laughs> yeah. the black people are secretly white people in this movie are all dressed like old white people's idea of how black people dress. Like,
2: absolutely, like oh the the guy at the party. Oh my, God. Andre was kidnapped at the beginning. Yeah, Andre, yeah, Andre. He's he's dressed like. Like like a white person would have dressed Dude, a like the, black person Like the flat straw pork yep, pie yep.
0: hat And like the it's. Yep. And in a weird way like Walter's jacket Kind of reminds me of like the Like the field hand jackets that you see yep. In like the colder seasons of 12 Years a Slave It just The costuming department is So on point I don't really have any negative things to say about this movie I'm just gonna be like And these people did a great job And these people did a great oh job God. But Man, it's it's so they get into the house. They all sit down, and we're doing the like, you know. uh, Oh, we hit a deer. It it really like frucked us out, you know. You got frucked. Well, what a (laughs) cute word play. And they're talking about just hitting a deer, and we're being charming and funny. And then once everyone's seated, Dad says, "Um, "Oh God," Dad says, "You know what I say? Um, I say one down, a couple hundred thousand to go." And everyone laughs. Because Mm -hmm. he's talking about deer But let me just read his monologue And I'll let you fill in some different words In your own mind You know what I say? I say one down, a couple hundred thousand to go I don't mean to get on my high horse But I'm telling you, I do not like the deer I'm sick of it They're taking over, they're like rats They're destroying the ecosystem I see a dead deer on the side of the road I think to myself, that's a start And we've already At this point in the film Associated Chris's mom With the deer Now Connor thinks that I mean I can't obviously speak entirely for Connor But as I understand it Connor thinks that the deer are specifically a reference To Chris's mother
2: Yeah I think they're both that and
0: I think that deer
2: Analogous to
1: black people
0: Yeah that's what I think too I think deer in in general in this movie Are an overarching metaphor just for black people And I think I think this monologue is where that is really Firmly established for me Especially with the um, There's that bit where In the end when we're watching the coagulate Video the, or coagula being,
2: Coagula behold the coagula Yeah
0: behold the coagula And he looks up and Chris looks up And it's a deer head Mounted on the wall And that's like that's legitimately What they're doing is they're putting their brains Inside black people's heads So that white people can walk around In black people's bodies that's the premise of this film. I fucking told you to not listen to it if you yep, hadn't seen it. gave
2: you fair warning. You wanted to keep doing the You're fucking like, dishes. you like, how many
1: more? they <laughs> are not going to do themselves if I step away. I will come back and I'll have a,
0: a whole tub full of cold water and stinky dishes. And look, it's corona season. We can't just be wasting soap, man. I get it. Nope. But we did warn you. So, yeah, you want to talk about, like, a twist? Holy shit, this movie, like, really goes left on you in the very end. Shyamalan's
2: like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, he's like, ooh,
0: haven't pulled one off like that in a bit. Dude, this is a definite, like, make Shyamalan jealous as fuck. I'm coming around on him, by the way. I've been watching some Shyamalan movies. I'm an apologist. I like them. I I I even kind of like the happening. I do, too. I s- I've Fuck. said that for years It's it's one of those so bad it's good movies That yep. is a guilty pleasure I enjoy, that's piece a, of that's
2: shit That's a Carl has a fever he's home
0: sick from school Watch The Happening kind of a, kind of a flick My go to for The Happening Is like okay uh, We just got back from Loom I don't really know how strong this chocolate bar is Oops I accidentally ate One b- bit too much Better yeah. throw on The Happening <laughs> Cause Mark Wahlberg just is so Flat that there's nothing to There's nothing to even grab onto. It's like wallpaper to go back to Widows. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is when... So he does this big deer monologue. And watching the movie a second time, watching Daniel Kulia and uh, Allison, Williams... Watching Rose and Chris just sitting on the couch smiling at like, oh, dad's being weird again. Knowing what the metaphor that's at work here is makes every... The movie gets scarier the mm-hmm. second time you watch it, but it's more unnerving the it's first like the time you watch it. Yeah. Makes it
2: worse, right?
0: It, it's like the difference between like terror and horror. Yeah. The first time you watch it, it's terrifying. It's like it's scary and you're not sure what's going on. You feel like you're you don't have any footing the whole time. The second time you watch it, horror. You're horrified because you know what everything means and you're like Fuck it's like watching someone walk Further and further down into A basement they shouldn't be in Which is literally the end of the movie God But um literally the end of- Literally the end of the movie God damn it. So we get some of like The awkward dad shit and then we're Introduced to we, we need the whole family There's a brother that they talk about um, Jeremy oh yeah he wanted to be just Like his old man get into the medical field He's at school now and you'll you'll meet him Jeremy Is in the In the sense of he's in the medical field, he's also like we see him assisting. He's going to be Dad's Mm -hmm. assistant in the end.
2: Like he's He's following his footsteps. Wants in the very real way. Yeah, in this this particular instance,
0: yeah, he's doing family business type stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. He's. What did you think of? Okay, so now now we're gonna play the game again where I watched it a second time and you got to see it one the first time. What do you think of Jeremy when you first meet Jeremy? Fucking hate
2: him. He, he's a piece of shit, right? He's a piece of shit. And he's not hiding that he's a piece of shit. And he's also playing with, with Chris a little bit because he knows what his future holds. Yeah. And so he's not being... He's just being a
0: shit and playing with him. Well... And he would have anyway. And he's... I have a theory about why he's particularly such a shit. He... It's a comment he makes at dinner. He's like, with your with your build, your genetics. If you trained, if you really got down to training, none of this pussyfooting around, you could be a beast. He he wants Chris's body. Yep. So him getting drunk and him being sullen at the bingo match and all of this, all this like him pouting is because he knows that he this his body is not for him, Mm -hmm. and if only he weren't limited by his body, he'd be such a jujitsu monster. So all of this like shitty behavior and this jealousy and this sullen drunkenness is just bitterness that he has that he doesn't get to put his brain inside of it's Chris's mind.
2: Amazing read and I think you're absolutely right. Oh my god. And dude. he
0: is a fantastic, not young Brad Pitt. That was a – yeah. This was a really good um i like the performance because of how much I hate I hate Jeremy. Like yep. even on s- He's so, he's just so sweaty And intense and he's just He's got that like Like that unhinged th- You know that we were talking about him in the last episode But he's got that young Gary Oldman level of like yep. Or the kid um, The stoner kid from Hereditary While we're talking about movies like this You get a sense that like this human even the actor might be like a little a little bit shitty like no not sh- well, not shitty but like maybe a little bit off like maybe oh they're, yeah there's you get the sense that there's
2: something wrong with them yeah
0: yeah like his intensity when he gets up to like go like play fight you know like i'm gonna put you in a headlock or whatever when he you it feels genuinely dangerous it, it feels does. like this guy could be a dangerous element, and he to get that like animal fear across in a performance is a tricky thing to do. So, like, mad props to this scummy asshole. Um, I, I he's really doing like- it on
2: many levels. I mean, the 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 amount of of work going into performance from the parents, yeah, and the kids, everyone that's like in on it. They're they're reacting to the situation that we are aware of, right? But they're also reacting to the situation. That they are aware of. Yeah, yeah. Ev- and both being the same happening at the same time. And it reads differently depending on what amount of knowledge you have.
0: Yeah. Get ready for your second watch of this. Um, watch characters giving each other glances and looking God. at each other. Facial Damn. expressions all mean something different the second time through. There's so many times in this where Rose will like look over at her mom. And in the first time you're like, I can't believe Dad's saying that. The second time it's like like looking over like dad's going to give it away Or are we doing it now Or like her look means something different On this on second watch looking brilliant man One of my God favorite things it. about the scene with Jeremy at dinner Is when they get back up to the bedroom Rose is she's doing that thing that we love the first time Through the movie where she's like He was going to put I'm you so in so embarrassed for Like mom being rude to To um shit what's her name georgina mom being rude to georgina what was that about and all this dad's my man stuff and you know she's being like politely outraged on his behalf and chris is just like right. i told you because he knew this was going to happen because this is his she's like we can go if you want to it's fine we can you're right dude and when she says that you're just like fucking go go man she just uh it wouldn't have mattered but um nope Oh, it would not not
2: have. They would have gotten him at the door and be like, we're doing it the hard way. Got, we're, not gonna, we're doing it quicker.
0: Yeah. Um, I love the bit where where she says, he was going to put you in a fucking headlock as soon as she said that. I, you remember mom at the dinner where she goes, Jeremy, and he freezes in that really unnatural way, and you can see him like struggle a bit, and then he looks at her and he goes, I wasn't going to hurt him and leaves. Mom literally put Jeremy in a headlock to prevent yep. him from putting Chris in a headlock Put him through the floor My f- Yeah, my favorite part about that Is I think that this is I think this actually is a meaningful moment I think this is Jordan Peele pointing out Look, violence There's two methods of capturing black people And bringing them the, to the house Violence Jeremy is the violent oppressor He goes out and, and physically forces black people Into this position of subjugation rose does it a different way she goes out and she she sympathizes and i can't believe about the injustice and it's pretty words and it's literally um wooing they she woos them into a position of uh, a to a compromised position and i think this is important i think this is jordan peele showing like this these are both methods these are both things that can be harmful to the black community these are ways that we get sucked in and suckered in and victimized and in this instance we see that psychological games like the mind stuff that mom is doing is more powerful than the violence we react to the violence cuz it's scary but the more insidious thing that's happening here man is all psychology when
2: it comes to that hypnotist shit that getting in someone's head that for me is is more terrifying than any slasher shit like that is when she's when she's Okay, we, we haven't gotten there Let, yet You know but, what,
0: we're there, let's talk about Because the right. next thing is he goes out for a He has that weird dream he goes about out the deer And he goes out for yep. a smoke Grandpa Runs fucking makes him. you shit your pants By running straight at the camera In the...
2: So, yeah, dad coming straight at Chris uh, in the dark while well, he's chief in a smoke is probably one of the most frightening moments of this film. Just, I'm, It's so weird, and it's so out
0: of nowhere. That's and fu- you're already a little bit weirded out anyway because things feel weird. And we've seen Georgina do a little jump scare in the house when she walks past yeah. like the open door of the hallway. That's pretty fucking scary. You're right, though. like The weirdness of Grandpa just running. Trying to beat Jesse Owens this best time But like grandpa just running out of the darkness Scary as fuck yep. um, So he comes back Inside he's rattled you know Georgina's being weird in the window Fucking Grandpa's running around in the dark He's like yeah Can I'm going a-
2: get a good evening
0: <laughs> He's like I'm going back In and we get The moment of like click the light Turns on you know that I've Been I've been waiting for you Please step into My dude
2: to my parlor. I'll just
0: say it up top. I genuinely think that the this hypnosis scene is one of the most perfect examples of like dialogue, sound design, subdued Pace, camera work, pacing, pacing. everything. The, the, it may, this scene is so scary. This scene is scary in a way. That hasn't existed in, in horror movies for a while. I
2: meant it when I said that when she says, now fall through the floor, I for a hot second thought I was going down with him. Yeah, it's... Because of the, the with the tea, and then you realize about the same time he realizes what she's fucking doing with it. Right. Because they talk about the pocket watch. Yeah. And she's already stirring the tea. We and then use... he puts it together, while he puts it together, oh, boy. She's already hypnotizing
0: me yeah. right now with stirring the tea. Oh my god! The moment when she she like looks. By the way, I would like to shout out because she does often just play like the the B roll funny. Like whatever the whatever, yeah. Catherine Keener. It's like the same thing when. Oh god, I can't remember her name now, which is horrible. But the when we first watched Hereditary, and we were like, I can't even believe how
1: good.
2: Man I don't know it's hard to It's hard to put into words when somebody Is just nailing it <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean Like
0: I do know what you mean it's, it's the she's <laughs> This is that thing where I can't See your face sorry oh no, um, it's right. it's That thing where she asks a Question the moment before She looks up to meet his eyes she's Looking down and she says So how are you feeling now Pause look up at him it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's little moments like that it's the, sl- it's the way it's. You were talking about hypnotism earlier And how it freaks you the fuck out And I think part of what freaks me out about it Is the measured tones Every sound Every cadence of her voice Is designed to lull him further yep. And further into a state
2: Everything is like She even says you're getting sleepy And she's saying it as like a, a Kind of a fun little thing Because they're talking loosely about hypnotism yeah. like like you expect me to say it, but that is part of the whole thing is she says you're getting sleepy she
0: says it as like a parody where he's like oh yep. what you, you yeah yeah and she's like aren't you do are you curious about how the process works and he goes <laughs> "What? you like you wave a watch in front of me and she smiles and she's like yeah you're getting sleepy you know like oh yeah that's part of it that's, but that's part the of beginning it. of it yeah yeah <laughs> you're getting sleepy she hits him with the word oh my god man like I think connor's right I think that this is probably like among the tightest scripts. We were shouting out like how intricate Widows is. I'm gonna go ahead and say I think that Get Out is like four levels of intricacy further than fucking Widows is. It has
2: to be, Dude, I e- mean, is when anytime you deal with like the mental side of things, oh, like yeah.
0: every I mean, you've line of be dialogue, so tight,
2: or it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> or you don't buy it. Uh, every line of dialogue, every, every, think about this. Every performance that we see who is not Chris, basically, is a double performance. Yep. Everyone has to act two meanings at all times and make it work. And that also means that every line of dialogue in this script, which was written on. by Jordan Peele, has to mean, has to have two meanings. This is like, this is almost so. So brainy and so intricate that it makes me want to just like throw up my hands and scream. It's so fucking good, man. Um, I think this now one of
2: my one of my most uh, this the this line of dialogue is now for me one of the most frightening lines of dialogue ever is now sink into the floor, sink.
0: Yeah, it's when when she goes, "How do you feel now?" and he goes, "I can't move. Why can't I move?" And she goes, "You're paralyzed, like you were paralyzed that night." She's she's still mm-hmm. not overtly acknowledging the fact that she's hypnotized him. It's she's maintaining this facade of conversation, yep. like yep. you're paralyzed, just like you were paralyzed the night that your mother died. Like, and he, meanwhile, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing to me? Something what is very wrong." Me? And she just keeps on with the conversational. When he sinks through the bed and falls into that big empty nothing space, and we, st- oh. Just looking through that tiny box, especially, (laughs) especially when um, you take into account that the thing that he keeps coming back to about his mother's death over and over and over again is
2: Is a vision.
0: Well, yeah, I was just watching TV. I was just watching TV and here we are looking at a little screen surrounded by blackness Mm -hmm. and that is basically his hell. And I think that's why his
2: dark space or what
0: they call it. Yeah, uh, the the submerged place or the sunken place. It's they call the sunken it, place. Yeah, yep. they call it the sunken place. But like the sunken place for him is a dark room with a screen that he stares out, watching, unable to do anything, forever. That's his, that's how his mom died. That's exactly it, dude. Can you imagine what his the rest of his life would be like if he hadn't escaped? The sunken place. Oh my God. Is the worst night of his life forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's for everyone else that has become. It's this is Georgina. This is the groundskeeper. This is the friend from the beginning. Like they're they are all in the sunken place. Whatever that means for them. Right. We don't we don't get the joy of seeing what their sunken place is. It could be.
0: That means. I mean. Uh,
2: equally horrible.
0: Yeah. Even if it's exactly what this is, it's still like, man, this is so nightmarish. There's elements in this movie of like, like Stepford Wives and yep. Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Society. Yeah. Oh God. It's just I. I before I, you said it off, Mike. But man, like you said it earlier. After you finished watching this movie, it was eleven thirty, and you almost immediately wanted to throw on Midsummer just to watch another horror movie that fucks up your brain. Yep. <laughs> Psychological horror is, dude. When you get it right, it is so so right. You know what I mean yeah. like it when when people nail this genre really brainy twisty surrealist psychological horror that is my favorite subgenre of horror and it's it just beyond the black rainbow is a great example oh Mandy's God. really good like I feel like there's a trend towards this right now and I'm just in my I'm in my goddamn golden age man I I love <laughs> shit like this um do you want to jump to uh the quote-unquote family I by the way, I love that the they mm-hmm. are not actual family members. They are part of an order, and we never that's right. We never find out like who the order is. I, this is this is another Lovecraft thing where you learn of um, the cult. Yeah, you learn of the cult, but you don't learn anything about the cult. You just know that they're there and they're weird, and you get a couple details and like some esoteric rituals and rites. It's Like
2: Coagula and... is like the thing. It's the deity. It's the Dagon.
0: Dude, I'm telling or whatever. you, if you if you dug this movie, if you dug the like the whole coagula thing, you sh- maybe not. I mean, there's nothing that bad in it. Danielle could watch it too, but you guys should watch Beyond the Black Rainbow. It's got like the Here Comes a Screen. Is that the
2: uh, Mandy
0: the, dude? Yeah, it's the it's Panos Cosmatos' first film. Um, it's like '80s surrealist science fiction horror at its best. Very slow burn, but in the best way. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, yeah. So let's talk about the the members of the society. It's the, the big family get together. It's like you think it's going to be a weekend barbecue, and it's a slave auction. Yep. Oh it's a, my uh, god! It's such a fucked up. Literally, movie.
2: what it is? It's a silent slave auction. A silent
0: slave auction. Um, what about all of them? Like, at, you you realize that they're all asking him. I I love this because the questions they're asking. They're sussing
2: him... him up. They're they're testing the meat, man.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gross. That's what they're doing If, you, if you've if you never seen the movie Before and you only know like Chris's perspective all the Questions they ask make sense As just like weird racist questions That you know. These when you
2: t- realize The woman with the geriatric Husband in a wheelchair that's on Oxygen when she's grabbing his arm Yeah. She's thinking of putting her decrepit Husband in that and, sh- and she's asking Him about his dick size.
0: Yeah Yeah she's she's Literal. So when the friend keeps saying they're trying to get you into like a weird sex slavery thing, hundred percent right. correct. One thousand percent correct. My favorite, one of my favorite parts of this movie is every time the fre- that friend puts forth a theory, it's true. It's
2: absolutely correct. It's
0: always right. Yeah, it's dude. It's the TSA man. We handle shit. Consider this shit fucking handled.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, there were the, there were a couple moments in this flick. Like when he's in the when they finally have him in the basement and he's tied up and he's watching this weird video. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of this like strange like this shit like this shit like this goes down. Yeah. Like Like, you have we've talked about it on other episodes like enough money and power. I mean human trafficking is a very real thing like there's. Yeah. I mean I don't want to hate to say it but there's someone in a basement right now.
0: Yeah, a brain and like this, this whole like weird brainwashing cult thing. That is also yep. a thing that happens like the uh, Heaven's Gate, man. Like this type of yep. this type of techniques are utilized in uh actually techniques almost exactly like this are used in Scientology as well. It's you know, fucking like fucking unbelievable. It's it's still it's super scary. I I love the set design of the uh the brainwashing basement by the way. The detail that yep. gets me every time is the foosball table. It's just <laughs> like it's just ex- it's like you know it's a creepy den, but it's still like a like a. They also weird... have
2: the ping pong
0: table, yeah, and they have the foosball table. It's like all the stuff that you see in the playroom of like an out of touch, like upper middle class or like slightly wealthy white family. You know, like the foosball yep. table is just, dude. It's the foosball table's fucking funny. That is a joke that's put in the set design. There's, yep. it's so fucking good. Um, so remember the line? Do you remember the line when um? he's talking with his friend on the phone and his friend's like it's the first time that his friends like man they're brainwashing black people to get them into some like weird sex slavery thing and his response is i don't think this is a Hi there, listeners. You probably just heard like a dial tone or like a record scratch or like a guitar or something. Something. How um, booing something. Yeah. So it's been uh, since the last sentence you heard. It's been about three hours. Yep. <laughs> Shit was crashing and bugging out and being bad. So and Carl had to go get his jeep from the uh, from the shop. So we took a little dude time out. Carl went and got his jeep. Picked up D from work. I went for a two mile or one and a half mile run. I was about to lie and self-aggrandize, but no, <laughs> it was really more like limping I for a mile and a half. <laughs> gotten away with it. <laughs> so I, I went for a mile and a half run and super fun. Uh, we got into our our hive, our second hive. Nice. Uh, yeah, we just installed. We're calling it the right now. It's just the teal hive. So we got into the teal hive. The green hive has no queen. We're sweating bullets We hate this shit It's awful They keep making queen cells The birds keep eating our queens We get into What? Yeah it's wild shit dude Wild times over at the At the FZK apiary right now so we we have two hives though. So we bust into the we don't bust into it. We're like fuck you bees. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we crack the lid. We, that might be part of your problem, sir. <laughs> yeah. We just keep re- every time we go in, we have to replace the lid because we're just hacking through it like Jack I Nicholson think you're supposed in The to
2: Shining. Kick it over it do a check.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, alright. So we kick them out, kick all the bees out, we stomp on them until they're dead, and then we check and see what they're doing. Oh my God, they're all dead. And we get more bees. We're having bad luck, honestly. I don't know if it's yeah. something we're doing or. <laughs> I think it's just having bees, man. Yeah, so we we pop open the the blue hive and we're looking, and they're, it, they're light for sure, because it's it was a split um, after a swarm. So there's like two frames of bees in there. And we're like, fuck, come on, we just can't catch a break. So we're we we were already planning to combine them, the hives, which is really cool, because you just you put a, you open the hive up and put newspaper over top of the open box. And then you put the second hive on top of the newspaper and close it back up So all that separates two different hives is this thin layer of newspaper And they'll start like immediately trying to get through it So they like chew and chew and chew And by the time they get through the newspaper They're used to each other's smell And they've just homogenized and become a single hive That's crazy Yeah, it's pretty cool (laughs) Oh, I know you Ah. You're was- that you're that bee I've been smelling, <laughs> and that's actually not. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know hor- a horrible Italian accent, but we do have Italians, so
1: <laughs> there you go. That's fucking awesome.
0: But no, dude, we pulled out we pulled out the big heavy frame from the middle of the blue, and we're looking, and we're like, okay, we got a lot of bees, some cat brood, but not much, uh, some honey, and then bang, big fat bottom queen. Hell yeah! Man. Oh my god, dude, it was. It's been like three weeks of just not knowing what the hell's going on with the bees or what we're gonna do. If it's, can't find queens at this time of year. It's just not oh. it's not the right time for them. And we got one. We have a queen in the blue hive. We're gonna throw the, awesome. throw the green hive on top. Oh, I'm so excited! Sorry, that n-
2: makes me no. This is exciting, man. I dig that stuff so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, ha-
2: if we were able to like be in each other's area, I would be over your area <laughs> all the time, looking at your bees. <laughs> yeah, a bee all up in your area. We'll
0: do uh we'll do another cookout soon, just for the express purpose of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll eat the sausages in a second. Carl, come look at this. Look at <laughs> look at the bees. And then there's like twenty minutes of me being like, look, that one's got pollen. Oh, look, that one there, that one's got pollen too. Here, these two are trading nectar, and you're just like, yeah, alright, well. No, that's that <laughs> g- big giggling with glee. Awesome. You know what makes me giggle with glee? Really Hypnocism? trippy, psychedelic horror films. Yeah, let's uh...
2: Yeah, so to recap, I believe we were discussing the hypnotism scene, We were. and just for, for a brief recap, I apologize if we're repeating things, but I think that is probably one of the Best most tense scenes in any film I've ever seen
1: Yeah Perfectly
2: executed uh, From every aspect fr- From every aspect of filmmaking Right it's... Every inch of it is Is perfect Oh yeah To the point where you feel like You might be going along for the journey With him into his Through the floorboards you, It's insane
0: You definitely get pulled into the moment Um yeah. Even having seen it twice now and knowing what's coming and and all that stuff, you you st- I still this morning when I was watching this, found myself fully immersed. Like mm-hmm. I I have no notes on it except for the note after the scene happens when I go hypnotism scene. You can't you can't look away. You're hypnotized. Yeah. It's dude. It's incredible. The uh the small acting moments like watching Danielle Coulia start to cry, while still, you can see that Not something quite. really. Something really profoundly wrong is happening in his brain And he is kind of aware of it But he's losing the edges And his perspective is shrinking and shrinking And eventually there's a point where he can't move Except for to twitch his fingers And he's oh crying And And I love the sort of counterpoint to that With Katherine Keener's performance Which is just this beautiful, understated Still So much, so still My favorite part of her My favorite bit of her performance is is delivering lines And then making eye contact Saying mm-hmm. something And then moving Not ever giving him more than really Like one thing to focus on at a time Reducing his stimuli down to just that focal <sighs> The sound of the spoon It's it's a it's Sound design is incredible Because that spoon is Once she really gets it going It's always there But it's mm-hmm. so low in the mix That it's not distracting It just becomes like part it becomes part of of your world for those couple of minutes of that scene. It's you're right man. It really is a terrifying scene. Yeah, I saw until, you know, sink into the floor. You're right. That's
2: and then there's a second sink. It's a se- cuz he goes no. He's like no 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 and then she goes sink. That and that's when he like I think fully through of, the floor, just insane.
0: In a weird way, that sink into the floor is a jump scare because it's such a violation of the like, and it comes out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, there's this it's like, no, there's not. Those aren't words that you would expect to hear together. It's like, hand me that piano,
0: right? Or <laughs> those words don't belong together. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like. Uh, get the pickles in the jam or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just what I what I really liked about that moment is everything up until then, even when she's saying things like "How do you feel now?" and he's like, "I can't move. Why can't I move?" and she's like, "You're paralyzed. Just like you were paralyzed that day when your mother." Everything is like a conversation where they're not acknowledging what's happening until all of a sudden you get sink into the floor, and it's just so out of nowhere that you start in. Yep. It's, dude, it's so
2: good. He resists so for a hot second, and it's that, and I think it's after that set that second sink too is really yeah. She's like sinking to the floor. Sink,
0: and oh my and he God. just goes like that child. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the child in the bed just he uh, he Johnny it's like a, it from a nightmare. We've all on had that nightmare,
2: whether we remember it or not, being dragged or or sinking through the floor is a it's a real.
1: It's, oh, a, it's a thing,
0: thing. yeah. That's it, it's uh and part of, part, I think part of it is it taps into this primal fear. I mean, you and I have been kind of texting a lot about Philip K. Dick recently, but this primal yep. fear that reality is not so solid as you think. Like, if you can't even rely on the ground you're standing on to hold you up, then you really have... You have nothing you can count on in this world Exactly man, it's. it's, There is no reality man it's fucking insane It's uh, the I don't know if you have This book or not but um, the ocean at the End of the lane by Neil Gaiman Yeah, I read it last year the cover of that Looks like the sunken place so now Every time I see the cover to the ocean at the End of the lane I'm just like oh god
2: And that's another sort of it deals with Like what is real what it because he only remembers That experience while While he's he's there yeah yeah Oh
0: my god and it goes away when he when he leaves at the end of the book Anyway we're not talking uh, about that which is another nope. great book But um So after the hypnotism thing Which is a very intense scene I love this like mini climax that happens Cause that that scene is Truly like hair raising You are disturbed by the end of that It's horror that's p- horror in, in like It's purest expression and then we get this little like flat spot where he's like I think your mom hypnotized me last night. I don't really remember and calls is like oh maybe things are okay. Maybe she did just hypnotize even though I know Right. She the girlfriend
2: is so good at her job in this. That she's done this that a couple she times. she has me convinced that maybe maybe it is okay. Maybe mom was just oh, she's trying to get you to not smoke. But by being oh fuck her.
0: She can't do that to you. That's yeah, that's an invasion. It's like, i so ah, can- I can't believe she would do that. Ugh. Yeah. In a weird way, I can't believe she would do that. Minimizes what happens. Mm-hmm. It's because that's that's the reaction when it's like, man, your mom cut me in line at the grocery store today. I cannot believe she did that. Rather than she like threw away my pack of smokes. Right. Uh, I can't believe she would do that. Yeah, like it's the equivalent where she's like, your mom crushed all my cigarettes and threw them in the garbage. I cannot believe she did that. Whereas what happened is like. Uh, your mom made me relive the most painful memory of my life and then paralyzed my body and sent me so deep into my subconscious that I was no longer attached to any external stimuli. Man, I cannot believe she did that. Huh. Well, right? you know, I know. I think we're doing uh, b- pigs in a blanket at the cookout uh, today. <laughs> yeah, she just, like, rolls right forgot, over is it, it. Is it yellow or white potato salad? Yeah, I can't remember. Do you like mustard in it? Because if you don't, it's going to be a deal breaker. We're kind of... Sure. We're white people, so we need mustard in the potato salad
2: God damn it
0: um, Dude, it's And that that's weird because the next thing that happens in that scene Is they, no, no, I'm sorry It's the night before when they lay in the bed And uh, she's talking about the party And he's like, how bad's it going to be? And she's like, they're so white They're so white <laughs> Something about that beat is really funny to me That, yeah Anyway, so that's the hypnotism scene Jesus, dude! Like, I think I think this could probably. You said before we got rolling, I think that it could stand alone as a as film school. Absolutely.
2: Like, that as soon as soon as she's like, "Good evening, welcome to my parlor." That
0: light comes on, and you get a little yeah you're, from that light going on to him waking up, up in bed. In yeah. bed,
2: I think you pull that, and you and you teach that.
0: Yeah, minute study of that scene. This is this is a definite film school scene. I'm I'm right there with you. Um. We've, we talked before our little Our little break uh, We talked about them uh, Like the people at the party kind of You know like feeling his muscles and Checking out like ch- testing the merchandise They're
2: checking the teeth man It's fucking disgusting Yeah
0: I, I think that's what my note says It's all but checking his teeth um, yep. And there's this bit To get away from all the like fucked up weirdness Of what these people are doing He goes and sits with this blind guy And I remember the first time I saw this movie this this guy serves two purposes. One, he's normal enough, and he seems aware that the rest of them are acting all fucked up and weird. Yep. Because he's like, yeah, he
2: stabilizes us for a little bit,
0: and also he removes our suspicions. Uh huh. Because we're like, okay, something weird is going on. But then when he goes over to the blind art dealer, that guy's like, huh. Yeah, they're kind of a handful. They mean well, but they don't know what normal people that are like. That and they
2: know each other. They are aware of each other outside of this strange thing. So right. it's another like little touchstone for Chris. Yeah, it's a it's like it can't mechanism. be that weird. This is the guy I know. His gallery. He shows my stuff. Like he knows who I am. Like I don't, I don't know if he, he sh- doesn't show his stuff, but like he he's is aware. aware of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like so there's a connection there in the real world outside of this craziness.
0: Now, but the other thing is. Oh yeah I guess he is because part that's why he Wants that's why he, he wants Chris's eye. body He wants the eye he wants, and We'll get to that I have a big note about that But I thought this blo- the, introducing This guy was such a good move Because it reasserts normality For a bit it grounds us And it creates an excuse For all the oddity we've just seen so we Forget about it because yep. it's been explained Away in real world terms yeah it They're just like, like a,
2: it feels like we we come Up for air and it's fucked Because it's the one that wants him the most
0: Yeah, uh, uh, and There you go, there's more like evidence of Fantastic writing is like this This little like, could be It could just be like this throwaway character that Calms us back down, brings us Back to level ground, but he also Becomes like the integral Part of the plot going forward Yep, really tightly scripted Film, this is, it's it's truly amazing Um, right after He talks to this dude, who Actually, let's talk about what the guy says to him because I want to talk about art and the relationship between. I have
2: I have. I think our thoughts are going to be the same about the idea of going into somebody else's body and using their eyes.
0: Yeah. So your
2: photo, your photography is still going to be shit, bud, because it's the soul and the heart that makes the art not your Fucking iris and the lens that you see Through
0: now I think we're, we're on the Same we're in the same book but I think You and I are in different chapters so but we'll get To All it right. when we get to it but what he talks All about right. specifically Is he's like he's like You've you've got the eye man You I've you know your images So raw so brutal um, And then he says He was the, you know this art dealer Guy was a budding photographer I submitted To National Geographic 14 times Before I realized I didn't have it the Eye he keeps talking about that Mm -hmm. And then when we get the bingo auction Which is just like The most fucked thing ever um, When we get that bingo auction And we see that he won And everyone's clapping And we're not sure what this means Maybe 10 million? 10,000? I think thousand? probably 10 million. I mean, that's... You're going to need... There's a lot of overhead for putting someone else's brain in another person's body.
2: That, and, like, this is a person that has a social security number and exists and has friends outside in the real world. There's going to be some... There's a lot of value. ...work that needs to happen post-surgery. Right. Well, it, we
0: know that they actually don't do that much work covering their traces because Andre is still a missing person.
2: Yep, that's right.
0: You know, so they just kind of... <laughs> slip, slip. They're... That's the other creepy thing about really really wealthy white people especially in like the world of this film They seem to be a pretty secular group of people. They're pretty closed like, off It's you like know
2: what's fucked up It's Danielle and I watched American Psycho the, uh, the two days ago three days ago the yeah. day before I watched this Yeah, and there are some similarities in the whole because Patrick Bateman gets away with a lot of shit because he's just that rich and lives in that world where you can even confess your sins to your lawyer and they're gonna
0: if it's not Oh, all- that was you. I thought I thought it was somebody. Oh. I mean, that's if the whole movie is not just a hot, huge cocaine hallucination or if, or if,
2: it, <laughs> if I believe that so that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> but I believe that it is some really fucked up like uh the the book 1% is 1% of the 1% or stuff. The book
0: is different though. Have you read the book? It's been since Oh, it's been a long time. Damn, that is a that's a heavy read, man. Um, (laughs) That was I had a similar experience reading American Psycho that I did when I watched a Serbian film. I just felt emotionally off kilter for about a a week after I was done. I was like, "This is." But it's an interesting
2: follow-up. It's like this weird elitist thing.
0: Yeah, where there's a certain level of wealth and power where just stuff doesn't apply anymore to you, right? You know, like I mean. She's Luckily she was denied bail But like Jelaine Maxwell Was going to pay her own bail and put herself up At the most expensive hotel in New York City During her trial And then they were like nah you're kind of a flight risk Since you already (laughs) have been eluding authorities for like a year So yeah but like think about that That was on the table for a second For like the most important person In maybe the largest Like child sex ring scandal Of all time they were like Yeah, maybe we could just let her, like, pay her own bail and hang out in a hotel. That was on the table because of how rich and powerful her friends are.
2: She would never be found again. No, that'd be
0: the, yeah, or, I mean, she'd she'd be be like, yeah, she'd show up in a river, or she would just disappear off the face of the earth. where do they keep finding (laughs) rope? They're like, oh, all the cameras in the whole city went off for, like, 20 minutes, and I don't know what happened. Hey, look! Here's some memes. Get distracted and forget about. But it's
2: it's hard to watch a movie like this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And not
2: think about its real world counterpart, and it's equally more. It's more terrifying. Yeah,
0: but you're you're right, though. That's that's one of the things we talked about it with widows, where it's like a heist movie, but it's a heist movie that's making you think the whole time about all this. Stuff in your life and in the like, in the, rea- the Real like everyday life Of the country and you're like holy shit A heist movie with like social commentary
1: Yeah absolutely in the,
0: in the machinery and this is like horror film That's just built out of Perfect metaphors for all Of the racial tensions of this country for the last yep. 500 years It's amazing dude it really is And I said 500 years Like <laughs> we've been a country for 500 years Let's see how far back would that go 1500 1500 I mean, you know what? Yeah, let's just let that stand because I mean, five hundred year history of America. I think you pretty much
2: doubled it, though. That's okay. I did, yeah, but, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Look, I'm sure there was bad shit going on here five hundred years ago. You know, like oh yeah, all sorts of. There's a thousand years ago, Carl. There was net twenty thousand years ago, Carl. There's tectonic plates colliding, just conflict. Wow. It was crazy. You want to
2: talk about, to talk about violence? Yeah. By...
0: Tore this country apart. And then Just literally.
2: Mountains out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: We're, we st- our country still bears the scars of 57,000 years ago. Man, I don't know. That right there is part of the problem, is not even think, knowing how fucking long the country's been a country. I think, I think you need to
2: talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson real <laughs> quick about, like.
0: All right, let me just double down. 50 million years ago. There we go. No, but yeah, okay. Sorry, let's let's ground it back in the film. I know the right. film, Carl. Movies are what I know. I don't know history for shit. I would <laughs> I would believe whatever you say. Good. Yeah, let's jump into the movie. Um I love I love when he goes into the house to get away from the craziness of of everyone basically like seeing trying to figure out how much he's worth to them, which is Horrible in its own right, and he goes back in, and it's this, his cell phone is unplugged again, second time. And he like he sees the door open, and he s- he hears someone upstairs, and he peeks in, and it's Georgina, who he still thinks is the like the maid. So this is when Rose comes back in, and she's like, "Why are you?" He's visibly like shaken because today's been kind of a bit much all the way around yeah. for him. And a he's little like, taxing. Yeah, he just got done with people being like. Now flex your left thigh <laughs> Have you any history of heart disease I mean Jeez. what about the oh, We haven't gotten to it yet but after the phone Resolves he's gonna walk outside like Okay everything's gonna be good Now and then walk out and the guy looks at him And goes would you say your Experience as an african-american has been More overall positive Or negative and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck <laughs> All right, somebody pour me a stiff ass drink, and yep. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell y'all. I find it
2: interesting that he's the only other minority in the group.
0: Yeah, the Asian guy who's part of yeah. the I, I was wondering if there was something to that, but I'm not sure. You know, like if if that. Oh, no, there was, has to be. Because yeah, there's some sort of commentary. Yeah, yeah. I, in a movie this tight, I don't think anything is left to just like ha- yeah, happenstance. Go get me a guy. I think there's something there but I need to watch this a couple more times yeah. um to really suss it out. There's a lot of threads to pick apart here. He's not wearing a hat, right? No, no, that guy's not. He's okay. uh he's like three-piece suit and like the, oh, yeah, the weird he's, he's got, got a... they've all got like weird businessman haircuts that look yeah. kind of not amazing. Which is totally—it's accurate. I love that everyone yeah. looks like a five hundred
2: dollar little... haircut looks like shit.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like how rich people look. Their clothes don't quite fit them, but they're expensive as fuck, and their haircut doesn't suit them, but it's expensive as fuck. Yep. Um, but I love, I love when he's like, "Hey, man! Like, my phone got unplugged a couple times," and he, he tells Rose that he thinks Georgina did it after the party wraps up. He's back up. He's doing his or no? It's uh. He plugs his phone back in. Rose is left, and he's texting and shit. And Georgina comes in, but it, I mean, it's not Georgina. It's grandma, and she does that. The fact that she doesn't know the word snitch. In the first time you see it, you're like, "That's weird." The second oh, time, you're like, "She's old as fuck." Because she's like hundred and ten years
2: old or whatever now. Yeah. Oh, a tattletale.
0: Ta- he's like snitch, uh, uh, uh you know, like betray And she goes tat. And she, she, I love that she doesn't ask, like, oh, tattletales, what you mean? She counters with, like, oh, the word you're looking for is tattletale. Oh, she,
2: tattletale. Yeah,
0: she gives him tattletale. She goes, a tattletale. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, it's fucking weird. And I love his line where he goes, you know, I just get nervous when there's too many white people around. And her, you talk about a performance, man. You mm-hmm. watch this actress's that's f- hope too. face. That's mine, too. Just like fall apart You see like the smile just like Kind of it's almost like she's having a stroke mm-hmm. Like once She turns
2: her face into plastic It's crazy man
0: It, you People you watch the expressions Melt out of her features mm-hmm. It's really truly a remarkable Like physical facial performance And then she starts to cry And you realize that He said something Close enough to like. He's he's reached he's reached through. He
2: triggered the deep. it's he, her somewhere down in there yeah. is, is
0: and she's trying to get out. And you can see the moment when Grandma reasserts Grandma, and that like that like fucked up smile comes back. But her eyes are still like crying and kind of hysterical a little. Yeah. And then you get the no, 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 no. no. No 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 no, and it's like, it's that thing where like a, a crazy person has started to say a word and then they just get locked in the loop. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up, dude. That's such a fucked up moment. What's wild is
2: before you know what's happening, you get you have an idea that it's because uh, I thought before I knew the, the whole brain transplant thing <laughs> right. was that they were just hypnotizing black people to have as slaves essentially just to control them. That's just to have too. have around. Right. And that would account for their behavior because they act so strangely. Right. But that's because they're all wearing like an egger suit. It's like white people
0: wearing a, this whole thing with, a, with another person in there still. I think Connor was talking about the – when we first watched this with Connor, we hung out with him for like probably an hour. I think we left at like 2 in the morning or something. We felt so bad. But we hung out and we were talking about this and he was saying – Next time you watch this which I didn't want to do this time Because I wanted to get kind of as fresh as I could With the notes but he said next time you watch This in your head Make the black people with white brains In them make them old white people In your head and nothing they do seems Weird he's like all Their behavior seems totally normal If you just oh oh, Yeah
2: I'm oh yeah (laughs) Which I
0: which I love because it's True like thinking back but it
2: comes across God damn it again it reads like two different ways depending on what you know. Yeah. Yeah. To, if you don't know, it reads as like maybe this weird sort of animatronic. Yeah. It, it, like it, I have programmed responses for things because I am a shell of myself because you know, it's hallucin, It's, it's hypnotism of some sort. So I'm like, they're just robots now Their yeah. personalities are gone They have certain programmed responses That's what
0: I started thinking too After he gets hypnotized You think like, okay, so I got it This is why everyone's weird Is they've been hypnotized And that's this is like a movie about modern slavery And they've been hypnotized by Okay, and I even started building in my head Like, oh, okay, well these metaphors make sense Like, yep. you know, uh, this could stand for this And this could They okay. still
2: do, which is the wild <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like Those the metaphors on, <clears throat> still stand on first watch. You think that you think you've got the metaphors down, and it's an insanely powerful film. And then you get to the twist in the third act, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Rewrite the entire rule book and all the metaphors, and the movie still makes sense, but is now even more potent. Yeah. It's it really is a remarkable film. It's that the fact that it stands on its own two legs in three different readings is incredible. Yeah, that it's that well written. It's. That's God why damn, you, you it's give,
1: amazing.
2: That's why you get that little man, that little golden statue for screenwriting,
0: right? That's yeah, dude. Damn right. Like, well, if this movie didn't win like best original screenplay, the fact that it didn't win best pictures is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you remember what won that year, 2017?
2: Uh, I think it was not La La Land,
0: but the other one. Not uh, uh tw- Gravity was 2016, right? I mean, I who, so. the, who fucking it was... knows? It wasn't Get Out, and that's the bummer. And then in 2018, yep. it wasn't Hereditary. So fuck you, Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself some Blumhouse, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Blumhouse and A24 should be like those. Those should be on everyone's lips right now. Well, dude. this
2: is a thing, Max. Not to segue too much, but we're gonna because segue away my friend. So we're talking earlier, bro- earlier about Jim Jarmusch's Jim Jarmusch's vision of the future for the cinema, Yeah for film. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter if the movie's 30 minutes long or four and a half hours long. Filmmakers will make art, whatever that is, and then people will go to see it or they won't go to see it. Right. And that is, well, I feel like with our current situation, there are no theaters right now. Yeah. There are backyard theaters. We watched Jaws in my sister's backyard and projected it on one of their sails for their old boat that doesn't hold water. Super good. <laughs> you know, but. But now we're starting to make our own little projects in the backyard. We're making little micro theater moments with the amount of people that we're comfortable to have together in a space. This might be the beginning of that where there isn't going to be like these large studios because if you're not making movies, you're not making money.
0: Right. And if you're not right? making you're gonna money, you're going to have to not... figure out. <clears throat>
2: Um, a whole bunch of, like, 75 actors got together and remade The Princess Bride a scene at a time just at home using what they had around for props, right?
0: Yeah, man.
1: The
2: entire fucking movie. So that's, like, the beginning. Like, we're finding... You have to find new ways to be creative, and the print, that 75 people remaking The Princess Bride shot for shot at home, it might be the beginning of... They're not making money doing that. Just They're just being creative and trying to here is something to laugh at and to be amused by while all the shit is happening. Right.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, but, Oh, go ahead. No,
2: no. So, so like there, there is going to have to be a change because I think the studio system after this COVID situation is over with is not, it might not be the same ever. A lot of things aren't going to be the same.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: this might be the, like, this might be the beginning of that sort of future where filmmakers like Ari Astor, Jim Jarmusch, like the people that fund themselves, um, and are, have these close knit um, groups that they work with. And like, also, I think that might be the beginning of the new norm.
0: I, yeah. And also with that, directors like Jarmish, directors like Jordan Peele, like I don't know. The, I'm not sure who directed. I think the I think the guy, the people who do, who worked on the Lighthouse are the same people who did the Witch. Cool. The, the Witch is a. Did you, did you ever end up watching that? Mm. Alright, No worries, man. It's all good. It's all good. I'm afraid
2: to. That one's going to take us. I'm am I'm easing myself back into like watching really heady.
0: I get it, yeah. Like it, you want to talk about a movie that kind of st- will like screw with you in its slow pacing and its verisimilitude? That is one of them. Man, that movie takes you back to a time and a place. But talking about what you're talking about, one of the things that really attracts me to these directors, particularly Jarmusch, is funding outside the studio system and. Uh, thinking outside the box in terms of How am I going to get this funded and made But also thinking outside the box In terms of what am I making mm-hmm. You know like when you watch Like early Jarmusch movies Or when you watch Slacker Or when you watch Flicks I know you're not a big fan of it But when when you watch Clerks When you throw movies like that on You're not looking at that thing That Hollywood makes You're looking at someone's voice yeah. You know And I feel like in the future Especially with big studios, I mean, how how are you going to get five hundred people into a room to film twenty five people all talking in each other's faces? Going forward, right? You know, like that's going to be pretty tricky. But something like Swiss Army Man, one cameraman, one director, two people in the woods, and it's fucking. I mean, I know there's a crew that works on that set, designers and all that. Absolutely, yeah. But what you're seeing on screen, that whole movie is two people, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. That's it. That's the whole cast until the last ten minutes. And that movie is genius. That movie's genius. That is probably the best. That was probably the most excited I've been about a new film since like since Hereditary or Halloween 2018 or Get Out. Like it. It used to be like best movie I've seen in ten years, but you can't do that anymore because now they're actually starting to fucking come fast and hard, dude. Mandy, Lighthouse. Um, get out. Us, uh, midsummer. Hered- they're all. They all came out like within the last five years. It all seems like
2: this new core group of. Yeah, dude. We had the Miramax kids back in the '90s, and I feel like we have. It. It took a couple of decades to find another group of.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Of burgeoning original filmmakers, and we have them again. Yeah, and- dude. We're
0: we really are. We've we bitched about it in season one and a little bit in season two, but now that we're in season three, we've we've discovered enough shit that I think. I think we are back into a golden age of cinema, I think, and I
2: I think so as well.
0: I, we were just talking about the Oscars, and like this one got snubbed, and uh, this you know like Get Out got uh, you know uh, best screenplay, which it totally earned, it totally mm-hmm. deserved. And uh, last year, I think Pariah won, which is the first Korean film to ever win an Oscar. Or Parasite, yeah. Parasite. I always yep. I always keep saying Pariah because we just yeah the first
2: yeah it was yeah.
0: So first like foreign film to win best picture. What I was thinking is, in a way, Jim Jarmusch. His not so much about the length Of the thing but he's right Like the lighthouse is shot In a square aspect ratio That's hard to watch on a widescreen TV but that was the filmmakers Vision that's what they put up And you know this everyone When you see the trailer you're like what the fuck I'm not gonna watch a a square Tiny square with oh wait Willem Dafoe is doing pretty good work here Is that Robert Pattinson acting his Ass off
2: yeah You know like
0: People filmmakers of today are doing that thing, man. They're making their art on their terms. And there are cool studios like A twenty four and Blumhouse who realize that you can't micromanage directors into nothingness. You gotta and let it them sing. F-
2: and it feels sincere in its um uh, in its avant It yeah. doesn't feel like you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna film it in a box and make it black and white because that would be avant garde and new. It right. feels like it feels sincere in the in its And it's creativity and it's an originalness. You know, it doesn't feel like a
0: like a put (laughs) on. Like,
2: how can I be different? I'm gonna shoot it with a toilet paper roll. Like
0: it's not a pose, it's just interesting people doing interesting things. Doing interesting things, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, um I've got I'm staring at my big new beautiful iMac that's finally allowing us to like stream the stream the pod, but like looking at this, I'm I'm thinking like, man, how long until We got to figure out some video editing, but how long till we shoot something? How long till we do some art on our terms? Fuck yes. Um, Uh, Speaking uh, of art on their terms, let's get to the bit of the movie where shit goes totally sideways and uh, and our hero needs to get out of Dodge. All right. So listen. Waking up in the basement, in the chair.
2: Holy shit. That's like a saw moment, only better. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You're like. He's in a torture room. I mean, you know he's not, but it's like we've seen this movie before and this is just done. It's got a weird Willy Wonka-ness to it because it's just like it's set up. You mentioned the the foosball table earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's this weird shit that's kind of out of place, but it's not because this is just a white dude's fucking rec room. Yeah. that would have <laughs> this shit in it and also an old like... Zenith Television that weighs four thousand <laughs> pounds that we're gonna watch your Welcome to video that was shot in the early seventies. Like it's fucking incredible and perfect. And I gotta be honest with you, the tonal change at the end of this once once it once he starts to escape, once he pulls the cotton out of his ears and it becomes that escape the house for the last ten minutes. Right. For a hot minute, I was kind of rocked back on my heels and expecting, I kept expecting that M. Night Shyamalan twist where he's still in his own head. I was waiting like for this the... Is all,
0: he's imagining it. I and- was waiting
2: for the pop, you know? And at first, I was super disappointed that it didn't happen. I'm like, what a missed opportunity. You didn't have that turnaround. I was like, no. No, he escaped. That's the end of this movie, and it's a romp. But I think, like, my, I've been tainted by so many of, like, wait for it, wait for the twist. So, wait for the twist. The twist at the end is when the cops show... Well, it's TSA you find on his friend, but to the the twist ending is he does escape and he gets out, but there's that brief moment where In, when you see the, yeah. the lights flashing, you're like, this dude just
0: survived hell and is fucked now. You know what's, what's weird? I just realized that this manages to hit the emotional beat of another movie perfectly, and then reverses what i always thought to be one of the bleakest endings in any film. This is exactly tonally. This is exactly the same ending as Night of the Living Dead. We have a black protagonist who is beset on all sides by like this ferocious horde of monsters and he kills them all and manages to wait out the night and freedom. Oh, damn it.
2: Fucking end of that movie kills me. And
0: freedom is there, man. Like Help has arrived in the form of cops. Here, look another movie that we did in the quarantine tapes where an uh, innocent black man is shot by cops. Yep, just happens to be during the zombie apocalypse. But um, man, like he's he's done it. He's free. Everyone's dead. He's out, and you see those police lights, and already in your head, you've read the end of this movie. He is yep. going to be shot. He's a death.
2: bloody black man. Hunched over a dead white woman with a rifle next to him.
0: Yeah, covered this in blood. This man is going to get sur- shot. Three dead bodies in the vicinity, and you're like, okay, well, he's dead. He's. Yep. This is how this ends. He survived ends. this incredibly harrowing event, and then his friend steps out of the car, and that, I don't think I've. That's I, don't the think I've been, I don't think
2: I've ever been more fucking relieved. Uh, it like that the 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 amount of just like air coming out yeah. when i realized it was tsa friend i'm like thank god it's you anyone else yeah even
0: like, i was like, getting ready to like else. Ki- like throw some shit through the window but but no oh it's god. and it's his friend and his friend shows up and we oh, tsa gosh, we handle shit handle shit
2: consider this shit handled yeah <laughs> So, Not the original ending, and we had already sort of touched on that with did, Connor's notes
0: We did, yeah, so let's jump uh, let's jump back to him down in the basement And we're seeing the videos and stuff But we also get cuts back and forth to the family during this time And one of them is Rose yeah. Rose, the, it's crazy, dude, because when her hair is down And she's like, I can't find the keys, I can't find the And she holds up the keys The next thing she does is put her hair back the second her hair is in a ponytail, you don't understand how you didn't realize she was evil the whole time.
2: Yep. well, that she has zero expression. She's just yeah. she is a just a
0: horrible. I I don't know what it is, and I don't. Want, I'm not. I'm it's not. A, it's
2: a clean, crisp white shirt. It's the the ponytail is pulled back. She seems
0: I'm, just like yeah. I'm, look, I'm Aryan
2: not, or something yes, like. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm not maligning ponytails, but I that was the thing that changed her from like. Like cool girlfriend who's in a weird Bad situation to like Complicit monster I I swear to you dude It was before the the, once she gets into the Full outfit with like the weird like Fox hunting khakis and like the The white white shirt And that really severe that second ponytail is tight as fuck. It's like...
2: Yeah, it's pulling the sides up. She um, she looks like a different person. It's it's pulling so much of her features... It's very severe. away from her face, yeah.
0: And, like, shout-out to... Uh, really quick, what's her name? Al- shout-out to Allison Williams. Like, the facial performance between girlfriends, you know? Yeah. Is really remarkable. There's... And then the... Oh, my God, dude. That fucking gross... That gross detail with the... Connor pointed it out already, but the serial... Where she's got the cereal.
2: Separated all, her, all the colored bits from the white, white milk. Yeah, it's yep.
0: Fruit Loops. But the thing that bugs me most about that scene, I've seen it twice now, and it, the same thing, like... Is it how can't... she sips the milk? With the... I yeah, hate it. That's one of it. The black straw. She, she takes a sip, she gets the milk in her mouth, and then, like, lowers the glass, swallows, it's gets like another... It's like a child. Well, it's it's so mechanical. It's like, sip, down, swallow. Up, it. sip, down swallow up And she does three so we like see this Repetitive motion and you hear her Like throat go Glark. Glark. it's really Fucked up but the thing that gets me Is she picks up a single fruit loop And takes a bite out of it She eats half a fruit loop And you're like who the fuck does that You know who does that
2: monsters I was gonna say m- demons, demon yeah. monster white people. That's eat if, half a fucking Fruit Loop. If you ever and sip their milk three times,
0: right? If you ever meet a person who takes a bite out of a single piece of cereal, a dry piece of cereal, a dry piece of cereal, you got two options. You either stab them with a screwdriver and run for your fucking life, or you just run for your fucking life if you don't have a screwdriver on you. Like those are your two options. Get away from that person. They're not right. They're not right. Their views on shit are not right, and something's wrong with them. I mean that in both ways. See, I'm trying to do this like dual meaning thing since I just watched I this it. genius movie, Carl. All right, how's so there with you, you? you want let's I think it's I think now is a good time to talk about I want your eye, man. Let's talk about art. Let's talk about yep. white so as people soon as, and black people as, in
2: art. As as soon as um office space dude whatever his name space?
0: Is. i'm calling him blind he's, art dealer. he's
2: the red stapler guy from from office space
0: i've never seen office space i'm sorry oh fair enough so yeah, yeah.
2: yeah the, the gentleman who plays the blind art dealer is the that's my stapler guy from office space anyway okay. yeah, yeah so as soon as he is starting to explain to chris what's going on and why he wants his body because he wants his eyes he wants to be able to 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 do the photography like he does Right. I was like, "Oh, you're going to be so fucking disappointed when you still suck." Because you might have his eyes, man, but you don't have the thing that makes art, which is that person. It's their Yeah, I feel like that that comes from your soul. That comes from a deeper place than than just the the things that keep the lights on, you know what I yeah. mean? Like
0: Now, I read this slightly differently. I I I get I totally see your take. I want to see what you think of my take. Sure, yeah. Um I Cause he says, "I want your eye, man," and then he says, "I want those things you see through." Yeah, that's not just his eyes; that's his life experience. I think, and there's another line earlier in the movie when the dad goes, "It's such a, it's such a, a privilege to get to, to experience, experience someone, someone else's culture. culture." I think what he's saying is, "Here's <sighs> your head blown up," really? <laughs> but I think what he's saying is. I you know he was born clearly into this really wealthy family because when he found out that he couldn't be a photographer he just bam opened an art gallery he had yeah. money I th- and he mostly shot like wildlife so i think what he realized was he didn't really have anything interesting to say he was he talked actually that art dealer talks about how the rest of these people who are in the society don't know they just don't understand what normal people go through right. neither does this guy and that's part of what has stunted him as an artist, is he's, he lacks... He needs
2: to have that experience.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have any real-world experience. He doesn't have any exposure to anything raw, too, Oh, brutal. my God,
2: do, you really gra- do they graft onto the actual part of the brain that, that houses memory and experience?
0: I don't even know if it's that so much as... If he was able to get into Chris's body, he would have access to people, places, experiences interesting. that he would okay. not have otherwise. And what I thought was maybe this is a metaphor for p- posing or for cultural appropriation in the most insidious sense. Another thing I thought was really interesting is... The
2: most, the most extreme form of blackface. I mean,
0: this whole movie is the most extreme form of blackface there is. What I was thinking is, in particular, this guy at least is after Chris's culture. His culture as. As uh, that he has access to as a black man in America, in just, it gets more and
2: more disgusting the more layers of this movie you peel back. Yeah, well, it's and the motivations in the whole this the whole fucking. I mean, thing, dude, man.
0: the conceit is white old white people cut their <laughs> brains out and put them in black people's bodies. There was no way this guess, was going to be no any. Way. This was not going to end anyway. But like, ugh, I feel yeah, really I mean, bad talking about all this shit. Is horrible. Um, I think it's I think it's intentional that the other. Guy that we see him interact with The other guy who like he tries To talk to and form a relationship with And vibes with that guy was a Jazz musician That is a famous Famous thing is white jazz Musicians basically stealing jazz Uh, we, We don't I don't know We don't know what like Walter or Georgina Were doing before they were caught By this family but we have at least two Artists who are Being hollowed out and filled With with white people, one of them is music One of them is visual arts And I just I I don't know, I, I feel like What they're what this guy's trying to do Is he's trying to steal Not only this guy's perspective Not only Chris's perspective But in a really Unsettling way, he's hijacking Chris's narrative Because Chris has a body of work He has art And by this guy, by the blind art dealer Literally and metaphorically, inserting himself into Chris's artistic life, read maybe Hollywood producer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. By inserting himself into Chris's life, all that art going forward has now that narrative, that thread, that cultural expression has been hijacked.
2: It's his now. Yeah. It's his
0: now, yeah. And it's it Fuck, pollutes man. the pool. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot going on, man. There's in this movie. There's there's depths. There's, I mean, we see literal deaths in this movie right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's true Talk about We are in that ocean um, Yeah, I thought that was really cool And so, yeah, what do you think? I, I'm kicking that to you I know I just dumped a lot on you, but
2: No, I, say, I get it, because I was Where I was coming from was, like
0: I still see your your, your way, too Like,
2: Yeah, you can jump in my body And I, I might be way at the back there somewhere But the certain skills that I have acquired over years of training or passion or whatever the case may be. Right. Those aren't going to be yours. I think that's something different. You're going to have my body and you're going to be able to, to manipulate my organs and, and see through my eyes and hear with my ears. But as far as being able to function as I did, I I don't think so. I think they're going to be sorely disappointed. The the, the one guy can run really fast because he's in a body that's athletic and young. Right. And has, muscles fibers and tissue that he can but when it comes to something like creativity yeah i i think that your brain makes executes that right it tells your fingers what to do with the brush oh shit or but it's not where that that doesn't come from there
0: sorry now and you just blew my mind um <laughs> we're just back and forth right now no, just like enough. okay so now i think walter was the first georgina was the second and, and then, I
2: also think that he can't he keeps running to try and beat the record is cuz he doesn't have he's got this body but he doesn't have the he doesn't know how to use it.
0: Yeah, well, he does kind of run with a slightly strange gait and I think that's yeah. I think that's intentional, you know, where they're yeah. like you, it's not perfect control. This is all just like dreams and fallacies. It's like this, it's clearly based on bad thinking, you know? They're, right. Yeah, absolutely. Th- these guys don't have the right idea where they're like, hey, we, I mean, the, those videos are so insidious for that reason. They're like, if you just, if you take all the best parts of us and all the best parts of you and mush them together into one body, we can become this cool new thing. But the really insidious part of that is it's the white people's brains and ideas and thoughts, and we just use, It's. I mean it is a metaphor for slavery Uh We'll do the thinking you do the work And then we'll all get everything It'll be great it's fucked up but what I was just Thinking was it's interesting When you look at how What they want these bodies For changes we don't get We don't see how many have gone out Into the world what else you know Who else is out there who
2: knows how many are Yeah we we only see these few
0: four yeah We see I think four of them total and Yep you know it's like one wants to run fast, like just a purely physical thing. And Georgina, just we don't want Grandma to die, y-
2: young and beautiful.
0: Yeah, young and beautiful. Like uh, a. She looks at
2: herself. She looks at she's herself always... and. And also, always...
0: you ruined my house. So like, it's it's all it's vanity. It's like I just admire yep. this this body and this form. I want this this body. Um, Andre is ostensibly a lover, right? Because it's like <laughs> we haven't been leaving the bedroom much ha <laughs> ha and when you see the other people asking about like what chris is able to do it's sports it's sex it's these physical things i think that this blind art dealer represents an evolution a deepening a, a, a further like insidious infiltration into black people basically where the, where we're not just you know when when these people are cutting and putting brains in, it's no longer just the, the metaphor goes away from just we'll do the thinking, you do the work. Now it's well, you have really, really cool. They even says it's like fashionable. That one guy's like black yeah. is very fashionable right now. Now it's getting into well, we don't just want your muscles and your good looks. Now we want your culture and your thoughts and your ideas and your art, and we want to take your creativity, and we want to take those things. Yeah, this is like. This is like uh, it's a crib from Henry James. This is another turn of the screw, and it makes you wonder, like maybe two, three more of these procedures down from Chris. What was, what are they after next? Right. Like this guy literally wants to steal, wants to appropriate in the the literal sense of the term, Chris's creativity. Mm -hmm. Like this is getting deep now. This is really turning into something strange and insidious. city I, I'd have to watch this again like I, yeah I, I might watch it's, it again tonight honestly dude, I was gonna a... say
2: I might try to convince Danielle to like go down this rabbit hole with me tonight because it needs to be watched again and soon has she seen it no okay dude
0: this would be a heavy one but I think this one she was
2: I, I there's nothing in this that would yeah
0: yeah she can handle this it's just this, this is a good for Danielle t- it's Danielle definitely t- topically heavy but uh... yeah oh well,
2: sure it is but that doesn't have the the, the big two in it for her right so right good. right
0: and she's I mean dude like The, the big she's legitimate. got a pretty good Big too, they're yeah like stuff right, not yeah. to watch I get it I totally get it Um so There there's another metaphor that I wanted to get into A little bit deeper we talked about the deer head Right or, or the yep. deer in yes. general As just a in another overarching Metaphor for for black people this is Black people yep absolutely when he says uh, behold the coagula And looks up and you see this deer head what more than a taxidermied head of an animal shows that you have dominated that animal, right? You have its Put head, its
2: fucking head off, you have your, and you have it mounted
0: on, on your, your wall for aesthetic purposes. It's just dressing. It's just a decoration. See what I did?
2: Looky what I did! I am better than that thing and stronger than that thing. Yeah, I killed it. Yeah,
0: and I own it, and I, I'm just looking at it for enjoyment. I love that because we've gotten this repetitive deer metaphor. I love. The deer antlers as a murder weapon. Yep. Like, it's poetic justice. It's so, not only is it poetic, but okay, the last 10 minutes of this movie, if you watch Key and Peele long enough, you know Jordan Peele likes slashers. Yeah. He likes blood and he likes sharp shit and he's got a real, he, he gets slashers. He's got that sensibility figured out. This, at the end of this movie, is a bloodbath.
2: That's so what I was saying, like, the the end of Act 3 when it's the escape the house shit, I was, like, not ready for it. Yeah. At all. <laughs> it goes... I'm like... Oh my god! Oh, he's beating the fucking shit up! Bloody! Bloody! (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen blood the whole movie. It was shocking.
0: Yeah, it's well, I mean, like little drips out of people's nose. nose,
2: But but then he takes
0: a big, like, what is it? A billiard? Or it's like a bocce ball or something. It's a bocce
2: ball, dude. And he
0: beats Jeremy's head in with it. There's fucking blood dripping off the ball he drops on the ground. Gore's dad lights the operating room on fire, stabs mom in the eye with a fucking letter
2: opener. We don't fuck around with the getting out of the house thing. It's like, no. beat that dude in the head. I've got you with the fucking antlers. We're getting out. Stab brother he, in the leg. We're gonna. Fuck he stabs mom the up. brother
0: in the leg and then stomps his head to nothing. It's, I mean, you don't see that, but you don't need to see mom that. Mom
2: get it? Oh, she mom gets, gets the, the letter opener in the, the opener. eyeball. Yeah,
0: and then, uh, so then he gets out of the house. We still have some people left alive. Georgina, My grandma and Walt, grandpa, grandma, grandpa, oh, and, and, and uh, Rose. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, grandma immediately gets run over by a car, so he, you know, uh, he's sitting in the car, and you see his dilemma. This, this is, is how mom went. You know, like this is the same exact situation. He cannot hit and run and leave this woman to die. So he yep. gets her in the car. She loses her fucking mind because he ruined her house.
1: My house.
0: Car, dude, good car crash, too. This yep. is two movies in a row with pretty awesome car crashes. Yep. And actually, this is two car crashes that Danielle Koulia has been in in two movies, too. Yeah. Holy fuck. He That's dies right. in he Widows. survives this one. Yeah, this <laughs> one he lives through, but Widows, he dies hard in that one. <laughs> oh, his face
2: gets broken over a oh, steering yeah, wheel. Steering it's wheel incredible. opens
0: his brain open. Um, yeah dude he's he's in some gory shit too Good for him I hope he keeps it up I love when actors too. do like rowdy stuff I want to
2: see him do more like all the work I want him to be in everything <sighs> Forever right
0: yeah yeah yep, yeah I'm Forever and ever I'm with you Um, So yeah we get we get a guy gets gored Mom gets uh, Let's see what else do we got Jesus so many people die There's so many deaths to cover Mom yeah so grandma's dead in the car Her, yep. She's dead on the dash He gets out of the car Go get him grandpa Oh my god dude that is intense. When R- Rose is shooting at him, or at sh- shooting at Chris, and Chris is getting away, and Grandpa just bup, 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 gets crazy town. That is a huge. That is a huge human. That is a running very at large person. That that man is four men's worth of man. Yup. <laughs> oh my God. And he gets on top of of Daniel and he's choking his ass out. Daniel gets the phone out. And we get a he because now he knows the camera flash.
2: That flash will pop you <laughs> forward for just a second.
0: Yeah. So he gives him the he flashes him with the camera. He pops out of it and he like yeah, chokes him. stands up and turns around because he he's like I'm good I'm good and he turns around reaches for the rifle and she of course she gives it the rifle to grandpa grandpa, the grandpa. wants to do it so yeah I want to do it yeah let let me do it and she's like all right and the the quickness that with which he just racks in a shell and like. From the waist, gut shots. Her. There's no
2: mo- There's no monologuing. There's no bullshit. It's like you have a yeah. bullet through you now. Yeah,
0: let me do it. Game over. Rose's gut shot with an M1. She's in deep shit. She's in a bad place now. You know.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Um, and you know, like as sad as it is, I really do love the moment where he turns and he he knows that he can't hold on forever. So he just acknowledges Chris. Because yeah. you have to. He's like, thanks, man. Like, I would have, this would have been the rest of my life. There's the next 50 years. It's you, such this a, is me. dude, it's such a sad moment. And he puts it, and it's no hesitation, rifle under the chin, kablam. Because how long? Has, it's not melodramatic. It's not, it's just, ah, oh, fucking fantastic. It's, it is a, it's a way to, to shut that TV screen and just be in the sunken place or wherever he's going to go after this but he's not going to yep. just sit in the back seat and look out the window anymore. It's dude, it's that's a heartbreaking moment but damn, it's it's a good one. It's fuck. I wish we could just call Jordan Peele and be like, "Tell us all, tell us what it was like." I just want I want I want
2: coffee with him and just talk about movies. What's like, dude, what's your favorite movie, man? Let's t-
0: I mean, yeah. hey, man, I, I built some pretty excellent, like, movies to watch lists by looking up, like, Quentin Tarantino favorite films. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch favorite films. That's how I discovered, um, uh, oh, God, uh, uh, Jean, fuck, now I'm all mad. Uh, it's the guy who did, he did Un Flick, he did uh, Le Samurai, Jean-Pierre Melville.
2: Jump here, Melville. Melville, we did him earlier. Yeah. So,
0: like, that's how I discovered Melville as a filmmaker was who is Jim Jarmusch's favorite director? It's this guy. That's how I discovered Man Ray and the Dadaists, you know, like, oh, dude, Jordan Peele, favorite movies. Look it up, man. I will bet you, yep. actually, check out the criteria. I don't want to
2: look it up. I want to buy the man a cup of joe and talk to him for 40 minutes about it. Well, I mean,
0: no look, day. Carl, coronavirus, it's going to be a bit. Maybe we'll start- Skype. Yes. Oh yeah, okay. I'll, ven- I'll Venmo him six bucks for You're a like, cup of Joe. No, he lives in California. You need to Venmo him 16 bucks for a it's, cup oh, of black like coffee. 22.95.
2: 22, 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Mr. Peel, I would love to buy you a cup of coffee and Skype with you for however long you are available to talk about what your favorite movies are. He's like, I'll, give you six, I'll give
0: you six minutes. I'd take six minutes fucking Skyping Jordan Peel to pick his brand I'd about lo- movies. I
2: would take, hey, this is Jordan Peel. It's Scanners. Style click, tone. click,
0: Good. hang up. You're like, okay, I guess I gotta go watch Scanners again. <laughs> I guess forever,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's my new ringtone. <laughs> it's, it's Jordan Peele.
0: It's Scanners. Leave a message. Yeah, that'd be that also be my confusingly oh my it would be like my voicemail doesn't make any box. sense for an outgoing no, message. Every text message is that whole thing. Yeah. That's honestly that's all the notes I have on Get Out. Um yep. because I didn't have time or enough paper to write the book that it would take to fully analyze this.
2: Seriously, this is gonna be a movie that we come back to and talk about a bunch off mic oh, over. Yeah. Over yeah. brats and beers and shit, man. L- this yeah, is-
0: for for listeners, we still talk about hereditary constantly. Halloween we Halloween, talk about Creature from Con- the Black Lagoon comes up constantly.
2: Like, um this is this is going to be a vote for me for like the second or third flick we div- we dig into for the Qualcomm Filming this year if it happens because of COVID.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I I think we can manage a socially distant something.
1: Yep, we um, can manage
0: it. And we'll we'll figure out the shootouts. We're going to be behind on shootouts, but maybe we could just do like a half a year. Do like half a year's worth was, all at once to get. I was thinking we just
2: we'll, we do we do the first half of the of the co- of the season. Uh, yeah. I was thinking yeah, what we do what you know.
0: I mean we can talk off mic about this but I was thinking sure. we could do um we could just treat the quarantine tapes as their own distinct season cuz we don't know how long it's going to go and Fair whenever enough. whenever that ends up like wrapping up we'll just treat it as like this little capsule thing and
2: Cool, I dig that.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, it feels like it feels like acknowledging, look, shit has changed. This is what we did during that transitional period and let it be its own thing. I kind of I kind of like that. And we I hope we hope that you're liking it to listeners. It's Absolutely. I, I tell you what, it's good to be back talking to you. To all of y'all, including you, Carl. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I think I think our first 20 minutes of Skype today was just like, "Oh my god, I look miss at your you face. So much. How have you been?" Yeah, so <laughs> clearly we're going to keep talking flicks. Um we have one more We're out now cuz that's all we got for Get out So, um yep. we got one more for June. We have we're going to do Fruitvale Station. And then we're into July. Carl and I actually Bird has three new commissions. She's got prog- she's got a lot of art on her table. So Bird is stepping away for a second from the podcast. We'll still have her on as a guest and stuff cuz, you know, she lives here. She can check out movies from time to time.
2: She's one of our favorite and most frequent guests. So. for
0: sure. So what Carl Carl and I don't know what's coming next. We're going to probably tonight, we're going to do a little texting. Hey, what do you think about? Hey, what do you think about? Yep. I'll pitch it here because you know what why not that we're doing I want to some... do
2: us and I want to do um,
0: I want to do us midsummer I wa- midsummer I want to do parasite and I want to do um, lighthouse
2: How about that's July
0: that sounds good to me for July but Carl I think that it's timely and topical maybe we do those for August and because I was thinking what about uh, the theme for July being no one knew no one cared who I was till I put on the mask and we do the mask the man in the iron mask. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, because Bane, and then some other movie that involves putting your fucking mask on your face. <laughs> now, okay, was, how about Mask, the one with Cher? Is that a... Yeah, dude, we haven't watched a Cher movie in forever. And that, that'll that be a fun tongue-in-cheek. Uh, first of all, those movies are all pretty well, light. Mask
2: is pretty heavy, because it's the kid actually has disfigured face.
0: Um, yeah, we did. Okay. All right, well, if you want to... We can do it. Well, anyway, we can hash it's a it out. Great but movie. I thought it would be fun to do uh, like mask flicks because. All right, let's do mask flicks
2: because it's behind what, the man, mask.
1: That's <gasps>
2: no, that's the that's the fourth one behind the mask: the rise of Leslie Vernon, the fake documentary Holy about the shit, whole the Carl. serial killer. <gasps>
0: oh, we're doing that, that we're doing that, totally, that is, write those down, that's a great idea, and while you do that, I'll thank our patrons, because we've, we've kept them long enough, guys, we love you so much, head on over to patreon.com slash quill and film, q-u-i-l-l-a-n-d-f-i-l-m, we've done a lot of recording today, so I can't remember if I told you this yet, but nothing over there is paywalled right now. Even if you're not a patron, go over there. Check out all the bonus content. If you want to become a patron, if you like what we do, want to help us improve our the quality of our Skype conversations with maybe some tech upgrades, you can become a patron for as little as, I mean, a buck a month. Whatever you feel like you want to chuck over our way. Chuck and, us a nickel, baby. Yeah, dude. Anything helps. Um, And we love the people who have been keeping the lights on And keeping this show going through some pretty crazy times So we'd like to shout them out now We would love to thank Brian Jackson, Connor Sweeney, Daniele Harteli, David Rowney Haven't heard from that guy in a while, gotta reach out to him Jeffrey. Well, he's
2: been me- oh, you're not on Facebook anymore. He messages us there still, measuring flicks family.
0: Okay, I have. Uh, Facebook puts a 30 day hold on deleting your account, so I have been like low key creeping, but I'm not. I'm not interacting. I'm trying to stay right. out of it. But I have we been. Was, going-
2: we need to get together with that dude somehow, some
0: Oh, for sure. Um, thank you so much to Jeffrey T. Morgan, uh, Casey Scheibe Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez. Bro, I don't know if you've been, sorry, jumping back really quick. I don't know if you've been listening to the Some of Us podcast. Are you up to date on that or not? I'm not. I'm like
2: several episodes behind. All right,
0: I'm going to sp- spoilers for Some of Us, S U M O F U S. John and Casey uh, are good friends. Not in New York anymore. Th- honestly, that's fucking awesome. They're they're yeah. up in the UP, kind of away from everyone, which is brilliant. Good. Um, But yeah, quick update Casey Shiby, uh, got, she legitimate, her stress levels got so high that she went blind temporarily she's good she can see again. holy fuck yeah dude that is a level of stress oh no fucking kidding so she everything's well there's some stuff going on but like she's good she can see again um yeah and she's working on managing stress and such but for the whole story head on over and listen to some of us for real like i was doing dishes i had to stop doing dishes because i was like what the fuck are you saying you can get so stressed you go blind shit and then I rolled a joint and, <laughs> and everything then you're was blind. fine. Blind. Yeah, and then you're just blind. But then you listen to the end and she's like, "But I can see and everything's fine." But it was I was already smoking a joint and I was good oh, and chill. Wow. Um so uh, god, thank you. Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez' sister, Sarah Hartley, William Rockwood, and our newest uh, addition to the uh, FCK patron family. Um welcome Cassandra. Yeah, man. I am so it's awesome because i
2: love our i love our growing family and it's still growing even during covid
0: yeah yeah it's super cool and it, people ugh, I, I love reaching out and talking to these people it's yep. it it actually is probably the most social interaction I get is with our patrons, <laughs> where I'm like, "Hey guys, what do you think of the movies?" And... and we are working
2: on ways to be continually more interactive with our audience through some some things that we're gonna we're like Discord and stuff like that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get gonna caught gonna up on episodes.
0: Be... Which, dude, yeah. we we recorded three in the last like three days, so we're yeah. we're doing it. We're getting caught up. You're and on track. Once we're caught up, once we got a couple in the can, we're gonna look into Discord. We're gonna look into stuff like that in ways that we can be more interactive with our. Uh, with this this little uh, community that we're building. All right Absolutely. we've kept you forever. Right. We're getting out of here. Uh, Fruitvale station next week And then hopefully like a whole shitload of movies About people wearing their masks, cause, their masks. I love it Because I really don't want to be in my house anymore I want to be hanging nope. out with you guys <laughs> <laughs> I want to play Arkham Horror With my friend oh Max my God. I want to get deep into Mage Night with you And I understand that two player oh. takes like 100 hours So
2: No we would need a day To yeah. play two player even if we're doing it cooperative And not <laughs> battling each other
0: Alright we love y'all. Um, stay tuned. And if you got any questions, drop us a line at measuring at gmail.com. Hi, Trinity. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. Go check out Get Out. You got to watch this movie. I'm telling you, man. Get out. Check it out. Get out. Motherfucker. <laughs> get, get, get
1: out.